This podcast is sponsored by Great White Hot Sauce. It's a small batch, handmade hot sauce, made specially for you. So if you like hot sauce, you'll love Great White Hot Sauce. It's the hot sauce that bites back. Find it at www.trygreatwhite.com. Well, here we are, episode 72. And on this episode, we're going to be interviewing an up-and-coming Boston band called The Point. Let's see what they're up to. And we're going to talk about best driving songs. That should be good. Oh, and I'm with Lou Calicchio and Mark Smith from the Music Relish Podcast. Looks like they're going to be permanent. We'll see. I think they are. Enjoy. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. KOFB Studio presents Milk Crates and Turntables, a music discussion podcast hosted by Scott McLean. Now, let's talk music. Enjoy the show. Thank you, Amanda, for that wonderful introduction as usual. Welcome to the podcast. You know the name, I'm not going to say it. Well, for those people that don't know, it's Milk Crates and Turntables like you just heard. We're streaming live right now over YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and DLive. Get it all out there. Get it all out there. Uh, so tonight we have an interesting show. We have our first, I have my first interview. Yeah, we've had people on in the past that just kind of stayed for the whole show. These guys might stay, maybe not. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be interviewing an up-and-coming Boston band. Uh, I like their sound. Name of the group is The Point, so we'll be bringing them on. Uh, as soon as I get done introducing my co-hosts, Mark Smith and Luca Licchio from the Music Relish Podcast. Hello, hello. What's up, buddy? All right, I'm doing good. How are you? Good, Lou. How's your audio? Uh, what's going on here? Can you hear me? <laughs> nope. What's that happening? Trying to get it fixed before we got on. I can hear you. It sounds like your, uh, your computer mic. Okay. Not you. Right. Webcam mic. Not you. Yeah, it sounds like your webcam mic. Like. Yeah, live streaming, buddy. Live streaming. Yeah, we could do like the seventies. Testing, testing. It's better now. Waiting for the content. There we go. There you yeah. go. As soon as I, it doesn't let me log on until I get on here, and then it, <laughs> the setting for that particular microphone, the one I'm using, doesn't show up until the second time. And scroll down. It's weird. Anyway. And yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for that explanation. <laughs> It's insane. Hey, let's start this again. Hey, Lou, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Things sound great. All right, doing all right, doing all right. (laughs) We got a good show tonight. I see, I see another two hours. I see it. (laughs) I I see it. I feel it. Got my guitar. (laughs) (laughs) No guitars. But Mark, if you do have to get up and go to the bathroom, just fucking go. (laughs) Just. 
Just walk away, Renee. <laughs> Are you saying that I'm doing something while the show's on? Come on. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we have this up-and-coming Boston band. You both heard their tracks. Uh, I think we're we're all on the same page when we say very, very good sound. Mm-hmm. Very good sound. Uh, and so, without further ado, let's uh, let's bring them on. Let's get this this thing started. So, Both from uh, out, out, from with the Massachusetts, we'll say Boston is here. They are the point. What's up, boys? Hey guys. Yeah, how's it going? Hey guys, how you guys doing? Good. How are you? All right. all right. All right. You ready to answer some questions? Yes, sir. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, yeah. Don't call me sir, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I respect the respect, though. I respect the respect. You got it. You got it. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. So let's start off from uh, right to left. My right would be to the left of Brandon. Yeah. So, yeah, your name and uh, what instrument do you play? Um, JC, and I play the drums. All right. Um, Brandon, I play mostly bass, and I also sing. Yeah, Mike, I play the guitar, mostly rhythm. I'm Alex, I play guitar and occasionally sing. And occasionally sing, okay. Occasionally. All right. All right. Now, I understand I understand that uh, the two guitars, the rhythm and the lead, you guys kind of switch off sometimes? Basically all the time, yeah. yeah. All kind of, you all kind of, except for the drums, guys kind of yeah. all switch off? Basically, That's pretty yeah. good. That's, that, that's not easy to do. There's a group uh, I don't. You probably never heard of them called uh, Milo Green, and uh, that's what they do. And I, I saw that and I was like, "Holy shit!" They just tr- put the guitar down. The other guy moves over. The girl picks up that. This guy picks up that, and then they just stop playing another song. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's kind of what we do. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, um, who started the band? How did this all come about? Probably us. It was, I'd say it was yeah, it was us three. Well, me and me and JC used to work together, yeah. and we would just talk about like music all the time. And then, like one like Fourth of July party, I saw him and Mike. I showed him my new guitar. I was like, well, we talked about Peter Green for like an hour. Yeah, and then we're like, yeah, we should oh. maybe form a band. <laughs> and then uh, I mean, but me and DMac have been playing together for like years, and then okay. we just brought them to it, and then. Uh, or years as in how, how old are you? 25, yeah. Since like 2014, maybe? Yeah. 2013, 2014. Good long, good, good while now. You, yeah. you, guys, you guys are tight, you can, you can tell. Yeah. And so you two and then Brandon, were you the last one to join? Uh, well, I mean, Alex and I have been playing together for years, and then oh, okay. Alex... Yeah, them two. Oh, those two. I I thought you were pointing next to Mike. Okay. No, yeah. yeah. So Alex and I have been playing together for years, and then Alex kind of pulled in Mike and JC for a jam, and then just kept playing from there. Yeah. Yeah, it it never was a band. It started as just, you know, let's just jam out. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, you know, we sound pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Yeah, Yeah, we just kept going. Um, So how long were you guys jamming and, and and getting together before you said we should start playing gigs so we we, we started played for 20 we played for about a year just jamming and doing whatever and then uh 
one of our friends said, hey, we can get you a gig at just a local restaurant. We said, hey, what the hell, we'll do it. So just a last minute thing. We went and did that. And then uh, we got a great turnout. Yeah, we got a, pretty yeah, good we got a good turnout, reception. a lot of fun. And then we just kept kept it going from there. And I feel like well before that, we already kind of knew that we were like tight as a group. Right. Um, so were you doing, originally, were you doing covers? Uh, all, you, all covers. A lot of covers. Yeah, mostly covers. A lot of like just blues, like just yeah, but yeah, blues, bar blues, a lot of blues jams. Yeah. Like who would you cover? Give me some examples. A lot of Beatles. We're all okay. massive Beatles fans. Um, so a lot of Beatles. Um, Black Keys. Black yeah. Keys. Uh, we play a lot of. um Stones, Stone, Stone, Zeppelin, uh, Pink Floyd, Cream, uh, yeah, the usual suspects. Uh, yeah, the usual, yeah. The okay. usual. Threw in some more modern, modern stuff like uh, Harry, Harry Styles, Styles. The Killers. Yeah. Which song by the Killers? Uh, when you were young. Yeah. Okay. All right. That modern stuff. Did you hear what they said, guys? That modern yeah. stuff. I guess we're not supposed to understand that. You know that modern stuff. You old motherfucker. What decade are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we're all old souls when it comes to music, anyways. So we can ah, that's good. Modern that's, stuff. that's good. That's good. Cool. So then you started writing your own songs. They were do, they were doing yeah. that also before me and Mike were even part of the picture. They they'd been working on original stuff for a long time. But once we once we did come together, that's we we started working on originals as a as a unit. So what's your process like? How did you guys sit down and stay? I mean, you'd never done it before. I'm always interested in that. Like you're just a fucking kid, right? And you get the you know the pen and paper. Did you do it old school? Did you didn't do it on a computer? Tell me you didn't do it on a computer. <laughs> Tell me no. you didn't put your lyrics on a computer and say, "Oh, this sounds." Lie to me. Basically, did I mean? Uh, yeah. No, I was doing the writing down really, right? Yeah, I mean, you might sometimes, but I keep I keep I the only lyrics I keep are on the notes. It's on the phone. Yeah, 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 the note app. Phone. Yeah. Yeah. Phones. Yeah. All right. All right. Everything is on GarageBand. Yeah. 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 Music, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. That's how. So you get together, you put your lyrics, you sit down, you start strumming, you figure out the, the chords, you figure out the, 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 you know, the tempo and just start working on it. Then next song, go on to the next song. Do you write a bunch of songs at once? What's your process? Like, how do you. So we have a we have a bad habit of uh just moving on to of, the next song of, of coming up with a whole song and then getting through about half of like the mixing and the production on it and then just coming up with a new idea and moving on to that <laughs> um so we we have a lot of like a lot of unfinished stuff in that regard but i'd say mostly yeah most of it is done i'd say either 50 50 is with uh, us together or a lot of stuff we come up uh, by ourselves as well and then like bring it forward to the group okay and uh, does anything ever get rejected no no I'd say some things get like less priority yeah. maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to put it shut down we're not gonna we're no, not gonna say no. It just doesn't get the top priority wait till you guys are rich that's gonna fucking change <laughs> 
<laughs> you, 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 have, you have your first, your whole life to make your first record, and after that, you have to make each record after that. Oh, come on, yeah. don't scare me. Yeah. The, the leading up to it's pressure, right? Come on, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been a long yeah. time coming already. So, who who is your inspiration? Uh, each one of you, who who. Who's the one you like? This this is the, this is my guy. It's all the Beatles. Oh, mine is mine is one hundred percent Clapton. Hundred percent. That's I I basically try to play just like Clapton. I don't really write the songs like it, but that's my guitar playing style. That's all I do is just try to play Clapton. Nothing yeah, wrong with that. Copy, honestly. If I was saying a guitarist, I'd say Jimmy Page. It's my yeah, number one. Page. Uh, I'd probably say just John Lennon. Not. I'm a Beatles fan at heart, but if I had to pick individually, I'd definitely say Paul McCartney. All right. All right. So other than the Beatles, what bands inspire you? Like what band? Like Oasis? Um, Groups like that? Anything like that? We're, we're, we're big Oasis fans, but I wouldn't say that that's my personal inspiration. Yeah. I feel like I kind of became a big fan of them after I already was making songs yeah. and stuff. So. Right. I can't really say them, but I don't know about you guys. I wouldn't say Oasis no, is a big inspiration, that. honestly. They're more of a just like a forbidden fruit, <laughs> I feel like, that we just caught on to. It's not a bad fruit to catch on to, I'll tell you that. No. So who produces the songs? Me and you. So yeah, it's like a 50-50 split between me and him. And you do it on GarageBand? Yeah, both. Yeah. yeah, the Garage Band. Have you ever done anything in studio, or is it just so far you've just you've never had studio time? You just do it. No. We've Where do you about, record? Where do you record? Uh, either it's most of the stuff has either been there here um, at at their place, um, Alex and Brandon's, or um, my apartment. Usually, some sometimes in the in the early stages, we would do it in his basement. Yeah, I'm not Yeah. How do you record drums with what you do? You have like a digital kit, or is it a, a, a is it played live? How are the drums done? So I, the way I know, um, the way me and him have both done them, just since we don't have the um, the capabilities right now to do live drums okay. we've done um we play them on pads okay all right um I would get, what's yeah, that as a drummer i'm a drummer as well um and i, I like I, right off the bat the three songs that scott said i really like them you guys are good you guys are really good you know yeah. um like i said you sound very tight and um it's a nice it's a nice overall musical structure sound i like it i like you know it's, i like the second song in particular uh, for my personal favorite of, of three. Which um, one? Which one yeah, was that? I don't know the name of it. I, I was getting like almost like a Velvets REM, almost like a live Buffalo Springfield type of reminiscence. The, in my head. the slower yeah. song, right, Lou? Yeah, kind of, I don't. Yeah, I couldn't get yeah. the title. Sunken Memories. Let's see. Uh, the second song that I sent you is. Uh, let me see. That it is. Yeah, it is. It is. This one, Lou. Yeah. Yeah. As I play that through my phone into my microphone, it still sounded pretty good though. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds better yeah. than the MP3 you sent me. 
<laughs> Ouch. So uh, I, I have an old Roland digital kit. So like, I've lived in apartments too, and I still have it here. Um, it's, it's right there. Um, yeah. It doesn't even have mesh heads, but it, it, I understand. I don't know. Do you, do you like doing the drums like that? They sound good. I, I got to say, you know, it's, well, it's it's, honestly, it's it, like it seems very, very it's meticulous. Not even, it's not even like an electronic drum kit. It's like all in like the garage band, like it's, it's, just um, like fake drums, kind of. Gotcha. Loops and stuff, yeah, right? Loops, yeah, loops, exactly. Yeah. Right. I, the I don't usually, I don't usually, I'll, I'll actually like, I'll play them on, the, on the thing. Yeah, myself, so you like tap them right. out on the, the touch screen. Yeah, that's absolutely right. not the preferred yeah. way to do it. I would, no, much, I, would <laughs> I would much rather, if we had the equipment to do it, I would much rather record yeah, live drums sure. and, um, and do, or, or vice versa, do it on an uh, electric kit as well. Right, but you are expressing your style in that way through that. Ex- you know, yeah, that like, approach I, to doing it. You know, so exactly. Like, oh, man. Yeah. I do them the way like I know I'd be able to play them live as if I were to play it myself. Right. It would drive me fucking nuts to have to do that. I never tried to do that. I'd be interested. I, I have some of the programs, and but I've never it's, had to do that. So I, I applaud you, your your patience. It would seem like yeah, it would take a lot of. It's not the best. <laughs> it's not the best. <laughs> but overall, it sounded very good. You know. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I say you should soundproof Brandon's parents' basement. Yeah, and just fucking record <laughs> down. Just soundproof yeah. it. Although do I, it, I don't do think it his one parents day. really mind. I think I think the neighbors would probably. Like yeah, that. I think the neighbors would have. Some of them are like rehearsing practices down there in the basement. Right, right. Um, so, what do you guys do? Like, what's your daytime job? Oh. That dirty word, that dirty word. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, dirty words. We try not to talk about it. But. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you don't. Not, not very rock and roll. <laughs> no, yeah. um, no. So I work at a hardware store. All right. I'm a quality engineer. All right. I'm, I work <laughs> as an accountant for a, um interior design firm. So, okay. Yeah. And I'm a mechanical engineer for a, a DNA synthesis company, which isn't very rock and roll, but yeah, yeah, I'd be like, I'm a dishwasher at the fucking airport. <laughs> <laughs> I speak up cigarette butts outside the terminal. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's my motivation to not be a dishwasher <laughs> at the fucking airport. <laughs> so um okay what's the uh what's the worst gig that you guys played oh that's oh, no see why too that's no it's question easy. uh who wants, who wants to explain it so tell them about the first time we played there too so the goat uh, yeah i'll give some what's I'll give it a called what's it what's it called uh, Orion Heights Yacht Club. so it's the Orion heights yard club if you're familiar with boston you know bayswater street i know it I know exactly um, where it is. Yeah. So we played there the first time and we had a great showing. It was a phenomenal show and they allowed um, the public to come as well, which made it even better. So we played there a second time thinking it was going to be the same sort of deal. And uh, it was a, it was a members only occasion. Uh, nobody showed up and everybody who did show up had to be over the age of 
75. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remembers only Jackass as well. <laughs> they, they asked us to turn down the amps. We were on not even one volume of the amps, and they Alex plugged in his amp, played one, one, one riff on the guitar, one note, one note. and we already instantly had two complaints about the volume. <laughs> That's and great. A guy right. came up to us and he said, uh, he said, hey, kid, like this isn't a bebop crowd. Like You got to turn it down. <laughs> bebop? <laughs> you got a saxophone? That's exactly what he said. Fucking <laughs> bebop. Let me turn it up. <laughs> wow. I would say about... After about 10 songs, I just was like, I'm done with this. I went and got a beer, <laughs> sat down, and, and Brandon's father got on the drum kit. I know this is a joke. Popped I'm sure he was happy to be behind the fucking yeah. drums. <laughs> he was the only non-member there. <laughs> and he, what did he represent as the manager? <laughs> I'm their manager. Yeah. Um. So how long did you play? Did you play all, Did you play for two hours, an hour? Or? We played for about two hours. Two hours, yeah. We I still we about an hour. After one song, we knew it was going to be a horrible gig, but we still ended up playing two hours. Did you just do anything like fucking out of the ordinary? Like, fuck it, let's just try this. I don't think we played like a full song. We kind of just jammed I, th- it I think, yeah, we played a lot of like 10, 15-minute jams. <laughs> paid, paid rehearsal. That's what it was, yeah. Basically, yeah, basically. It was a rehearsal. That's awesome. You, you, you could have played Sex Farm by Spinal Tap. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. You know, just... What was the best gig you played? I would say I would King King that too. too. Yeah, probably. Uh, that, the one we just played. Oh, that was, yeah, that was sick, too. Yeah, probably yeah, the most we ever had. Easily. So, we, yeah, we played the Oktoberfest in Winthrop um, cool. on Sunday, and the crowd was probably like 250, 300 people. Yeah, so. it was packed. Mm-hmm. Nice. That was, one of the, that was one of the best ones, and then uh, we also played at the Cantab Lounge in uh, Cambridge. Cambridge. That was good because we played like sandwiched in between two bands that like had a big following. Yeah. So we got like all like the uh, residual crowd from them. Oh. They didn't know us, but they showed up anyway, and like just for the other bands, and then like and they enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say good reception. Good oh, reception. Yeah, very, very good reception. You know why? Because you fucking guys are good. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. That's fucking why. <laughs> you play out a lot yeah and what, what's the what's the scene what is the uh where you guys usually play what type of venues you mentioned restaurants which when i started playing you know early 80s well you didn't do that you know they, they wouldn't let you play you know um i showed yeah. up for a gig one time and they said oh you're gonna play an hour of dinner music which i didn't know what that meant you know um <laughs> but but it, it, i know it's, i live in Asheville, north carolina which is you know it's a, it's a music scene here too um but there's a lot of gigs like that um Lou's gonna start. (laughs) Yeah, Lou's gonna start a band called Rage Against the Cafe. Yeah, I'm I'm trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a state of of flux down here as far as gigs and stuff. You know, Uh, we usually play at uh, in in Winthrop. It's called Blackstrap. It's a restaurant, but it's more so a bar. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. more bar scene than a restaurant. Mm -hmm. That's that's the main place we play. We play there like once a month. Because oh, yeah. Winthrop, Winthrop, Mass. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Winthrop, Mass yeah, no. is a one and a half square miles. There's, I don't know. There's no bars. You can't have a bar in Winthrop. All but right. there's fucking fifteen restaurants with yeah. a bar. You got four fucking yeah. three yacht clubs. You yeah. got. I mean, it's a fucking. Store. Yeah. Yeah. You got the Elks. You got the fucking this. Five oh, liquor stores. But no bars. <laughs> you can't have just a bar. But you can't get a drink. 
but you get a fucking drink. Yeah, throw a fucking quarter. You'll hit something. You'll hit something. So, you guys, uh, what's your next gig? What's lined up? Do you know? Saturday, yeah, Saturday. we're playing at uh, the Jungle in Somerville. Okay. Um, it's four to seven. Um, I think we're going to start around five and play for about two hours. There's like a, a duo playing before us. So I think there's a band playing after us too. But yeah, before yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's another band or two playing after us as well. Do you have anything lined up after that? Like, do you have two gigs? Do you ever have a time with like, you know, we're playing a blast trap again on uh, October 22nd. We're trying to kind of turn it into like a Halloween type thing. So we're going to wear the Sergeant Pepper's outfits. Yeah. And <laughs> nice. <laughs> tell people to bring whatever they want, you know? Nice. Are, you, are you going accurate to the Beatles? Um, you know, you go with the appropriate color Sergeant Pepper outfits to match their individual <laughs> instruments. We tried, we tried, but, uh, we tried. We're a little bit late on purchasing them, so. It's a ticket you get, yeah. He's supposed to be wearing pink, but they have purple, yeah. so he's. <laughs> it's close enough. Yeah, he's they're close enough. Yeah. yeah, they're all like a little bit off. Close yeah, enough. It's like the market basket Beatles guy. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever turned down a gig? Like, oh, fuck, no. Awesome. I don't think we have. Yeah. All right. Do you scout them out before you go? Do you know, like, do you say, I'm going to take a ride over there? Or do you just show up at the venue, like, yeah, whatever? We just show up. We should have done yeah, this for the jungle, <laughs> What's that? We should have done this for the one on Saturday. Yeah, the but, uh, one. One, we're kind of just going to show up. and they, I mean, they, they send you the information on, like, all right, what you have to bring, all that kind of stuff, how many people it fits. And then you can look up pictures online, so it's not like we're completely yeah. in the dark on it, but we didn't That's go there. That's true. Yeah, everything's on fucking line now. You guys yeah. got it easy. Yeah, you guys got it <laughs> is, easy. It's true. It's true. It was Look a jungle out there back in the day. <laughs> I watched rock, rock clubs become dance clubs. You're like, yeah, now what? Now what? Yeah, now what? Yeah. It all yeah. comes around. It all comes around. Can I? Can I just uh, interject real quick? Um, yeah, absolutely, you guys. Yeah. I got the three songs. The song is it called "Let It Go" now? Yeah. 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 Now, Brandon, you were singing that song? Yeah. Great vocals. I mean, I didn't get the best quality MP3, sorry, but um, your vocals (laughs) came out. It's That song to me, that that hit me. I was like, that's a great tune. I could hear that on the radio. And uh, you got mature songwriting, really mature songwriting. Um, When you play live, I mean, how many do you do a lot of um, originals or do you still at that point where you have to do a live covers? 80, 20 maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Or like 70 30. Yeah, 70 30. Yeah, it's originals. Yeah, it's tough because the promoters, you know, they want you to be doing covers. People buy it. It's also more than that. We just, we don't even learn them. Like we we record them, but we don't learn them like to play live. Yeah. And then also we put a lot, I'd say we put a lot of more instruments into the recordings than we can actually play live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For some of them, we'd have to be kind of like stripped down and then we have to figure it out. Yeah. That song, we, we, can actually play live, but we uh, we're not confident. We haven't, yeah, it's not, we yeah. haven't gotten it uh, fully down now. yet. Practicing it. It was a very well produced song. I mean, it sounded like you had a producer in the studio. The arrangement was good, and uh, the other song, "Another Day," I think that's the name of it too. I mean, there you, you guys, the the arrangements are really good. Keep working on that. I mean, you know, actually, you don't have to work on it. it; just sounds great. But is there a way I can hear these? Like, like, do you have a website where I could listen to these or? Not 
Not yet, because they still are basically demos. Okay. And we're working on like the mix, the final mixing, the mastering, and um, we we are trying to put out a full full length project very as soon as possible. Can't wait to hear it. Thank what, you. Thank what you. site are you going to be uh, uploading it on? You going to anything in particular? So we we use like a third party distributor because um, obviously we're not signed to a label and. Um, they they put it on just about everything. They put it on on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, um, Amazon Music, uh, Pandora, uh, every anything really streaming service you can you could name. Yeah, and then you get like full royalties and all that kind of stuff. I think. Yeah. All right. You know what? I went on Spotify and I I searched the point and your point with an e at the end, right? Yeah. Yes. So I got a result for the point, but I, it definitely wasn't you. Uh, because when I played it, I went, "Whoa, that's not them." But um, <laughs> check that out. All right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I, it's you know when you you go into the, into the streaming services and you type, it, it's not always gonna. You have to kind of search because there's thousands yeah. and thousands and thousands yeah, of songs. Basically, out there. anyone can upload with any name, anything, yeah. and just put it yeah. out there. Yeah, we could yeah, upload yeah. with the Beatles and then have. <laughs> yeah. <I> think, every. <laughs> Every time you type in uh, the point on any streaming service, I feel like you'll get about 25 results of the pointer sisters first. Yeah. <laughs> There's also oh, a God. bar in Boston, oh, right? Oh, the point. I love your version of Pink Cadillac, by the way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is, and where did you get the name The Point? Where did that come from? It's all about the the region of town that we grew up in so obviously i know um scott knows it's like a a one and a half square mile town and the the part of town is called point shirley and that's all (laughs) where all four of us grew up in it's maybe a a quarter mile yeah probably a quarter a quarter mile worth of space and and all four of us grew up right in the the same vicinity Hmm. and you put the e on the end to what was the first name the flavors the flavors yeah. Okay. I like People think I love that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I like the point. <laughs> Absolutely. So let me ask you this. What what's the final destination? What is it? Where do you guys it's and it sounds like an easy question, but where do you want to be? Where do you want to take this? I mean, I guess to to give a realistic I mean, anything's anything's possible, I guess, but just playing out in Boston like once a weekend or even traveling around the area to like say we play a gig in like somewhere in New York City or something. And even if it's a crowd of just like 100 people, like, I don't know, that'd be pretty crazy. If you and come down to New York, gonna, you gotta let me know. I'm 30 miles from New York. Please let <laughs> yeah, me know. Yeah. And we're still gonna, we're still gonna be trying to push ourselves more to see what we really are capable of in terms of our, our reach as we grow. But um, 
I feel like we're definitely keeping it realistic at the moment, but obviously if like anybody who's doing music, you would like it to go to that top level. Well, to quote fat Joe, I'm all the way up, baby. All the way up. That's where you want to be. All the way up. You guys keep plugging away, man. You'll get something. You'll, 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 you'll you'll hit. I think you will. I mean, this shit sounds good. It's a Um, and it sounds to me produced and arranged, you know. Um, so yeah, imagine if they got in a real studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got I, I, like, real I like some of the mixing things you guys do, like some of the you mix the guitars, some of the stereo channeling, and things like that. Um, yeah, you know, and nearly maybe you don't need anyone's advice, but like you know, to get behind a real drum kit, I think, or to get if you can get into a studio, I mean, maybe I'm sure you can, or at some point, it, it would definitely, studio I, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, in terms we've of thought about it once, yeah. is expensive. <clears throat> we never actually like followed up on it, but you definitely do it. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we'd like to. That's the story of this band: is we look at things and then never, never actually. We're so good on paper, them, yeah. <laughs> on paper, we got it all figured out exactly. In terms yeah, of recording, yeah. though, I feel like definitely the next move is to get some live drums in there to give it some some real feel. Yeah. And even to mic the amps, we don't even mic the amps. We just plug yeah. our like. It's all direct, yeah. Quarter yeah, inch into like a USB into a laptop. <laughs> like right. that's a- Look, I, 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 given that though, and this is you know from my perspective, you know I'm an older older person, but it sounds incredible. Given given that, it's amazing that you don't really need, in a sense, to have a full live amplifier, a full live drum kit, in order to make a, a really good, really good sounding collection of songs. But yeah. it does seem like you know, the, but you know, obviously, the, the thing if you can. I was gonna say, well, that's that's the guy. Um, there's a guy out right now um steve lacy who has the number one song on on uh charts right now billboard charts and uh he makes all his music from his phone on garage band right wow i think i think i read about him i think yeah same thing. It's, it's it's pretty rough set it's raw sounding but not completely but it's interesting you know? it get, i feel like but, but it, you, it is a point though you don't really you don't necessarily have to yeah they make, no. make that thing to do it you know yeah, for sure. And this is just like like we're doing rock music, but if you're trying to do rap music, like that's all you need is like a la- yeah. a laptop, yeah. Yeah. a phone, yeah. like a microphone, right. and like you're all set. In a closet, just fucking they closet. go in a closet. <laughs> that's yeah. where, that's it, where they do the vocals. But given it's the fact that you guys like a lot of older, comments. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no. was it? And given the fact that you guys like a lot of older music, you know how that music was made. It's it's amazing what. Yeah, you know, if you look at Abbey Road or whatever, any other Beatle record or that record of that time, and what they had to do then, and what you can do now, like I said, you're on your friggin' telephone. It's amazing, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. but there's well, something to be said for both, you know. I, I I suggest you guys are good enough to start following through. You're good enough. See where it takes you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think can. we're finally starting to come to that realization. Well, yeah. this we, we've this. Been- this is the point I'm fucking telling you. You're at that point. You're that yeah. good. Yeah. Do Thank it. You. Thank you. Yeah. Go on. I'm sorry to interrupt. I don't usually interrupt, but go ahead. No, that's that's fine. I was just, I was just gonna say we're finally like starting to put in like the real work to getting us to that sort of next level. Yeah, and I, I feel like even uh, last weekend we played the Oktoberfest thing. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't nervous at all or. I, I was just like, all right, I mean, let's just yeah. do our thing. And it, I don't know. I feel like that confidence is going to make us better as well. Yeah. 
carry over. I'm like kind of in my own world when I'm up there, honestly. Yeah, I, I really didn't care. I'm like, all right, we can do our own thing. And I'm then like, if yeah. they like it, they like it. I mean, they usually do, so... <laughs> I, I I think you guys should figure out an alternate way to get your your originals out there too. Yeah. Like, there's always a way you can strip it down, figure it out, but get your originals. I think you said earlier it's kind of hard to do it because you put a lot of background instruments in it that you can't take out yeah. to the to the clubs. Yeah. But you, it's not always about the sound. It's the it's the lyrics. It's the mm-hmm. it's the tempo. I mean. If you did it like that, you can strip it down and make it liveable, I call it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you guys have the talent, man. You fucking have the talent. You can do that. I would I would focus on that. And, again, this is just me. Uh, I'm just a fucking old guy that does a podcast. But, <laughs> you know, uh, you, I'm telling you, I can't say it enough. You guys are good enough to stop putting your regular. And I don't know how much how much original stuff do you play at shows. Uh, it's probably like six or seven songs right now. Right. Yeah, six. It's probably like, yeah, six six and songs out of twenty. Maybe. Yeah, realistically, we could probably, if we practice, play about fifteen. Easy, yeah, fifteen at least. That's a good number to hit. Yeah, that's you a know, good number to when, hit. When you start to get a homegrown audience and you get your fans and you get more and more of them, you'll be able to put more and more originals in because they're going to be coming out for your songs. Yeah. And that's going to be the yeah. key. They're there to hear songs from the point. And then yeah. those covers will be like, all right, maybe we'll get to the point where at encores we do covers. Yeah. No, yeah we're already starting to get there a little bit with yeah. people from where we play now. Because that was, that was definitely part of it at the beginning. It was like, like who, who's going to please a crowd playing like all originals, but right. I feel like now we, we have like good enough reception to them where we know like this might actually work. Yeah. It, I honestly, don't think... go ahead, Mark. I honestly let it go. Now that's a radio that could be on the radio. I hear a hit, uh, a song that, and like, I listen to like WFUV and Fordham university radio. I could hear that being played on there all the time. So, you know, you got really, there's just nothing, nothing. It's not lame. It's coming out at you. It's gravity. Yeah, that one definitely kind of has like a like a pop sound to it. Yeah, but yeah. also still kind of like rock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think any of you lack in confidence. That's for sure. I think you guys combined. Don't be intimidated by anything. I I don't think you are, but you're at that point where you shouldn't be. Like you just said, you know, you're at the point where now you, you're comfortable doing that stuff. Well, keep going forward. Keep going forward. I maybe think another guitar player or maybe another member who plays keyboards and guitar. Or yeah, we can full-time keyboard yeah. it's, not, it's not the first time somebody's yeah. thought about it. Well, if, if, if you're trying to match what you've done you know, as far as the songs that we've heard, that might be a, something you might want to consider. I mean, because I think it would definitely make yeah. them sound more full and fleshed out. But, you know, there are ways to get around that otherwise, too. Yeah. yeah. A lot of pedals and stuff. Like that. Yeah. Well, all right, boys. I want to thank you for coming on. Uh... Thank you for having us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, if you guys ever want to come back on, you know, we'll check back in like six months and see where you're at, see what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, and um, whenever you get a song, Brandon, uh, send it to me. I got a bunch. I can yeah, we got a whole like the yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'll play one song a fucking show. <laughs> I don't care. Right, well, fucking show. As long as, as long as you motherfuckers don't get me on copyright. 
fucking they kill me on <laughs> copyright. Kill you want me. fifty cents a play? But how much money do you have? I got. <laughs> I look at my studio. <laughs> yeah, but definitely let's you. let Scott know if you like start playing outside of your area and you get down here, or you get a website set up, anything. Let me because I'm going to be following you guys. So keep in touch with Scott. He'll let us know. Yeah. Perfect. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you. I might, I might actually make you guys a sponsor and just say this show is sponsored by The Point. With an E. With an E. With an E. Old school point, yeah. Point yep. Yep. All right, boys, listen, once again, thank you very much for coming on. Um, you guys are great, and we're definitely going to be in touch again. You'll be on again. And, Brandon, keep me posted. All right, I will. Thank you again. All right, boys. See you guys. Thank you. Talk thank to you. Luck. All right. Great guys. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. My shit just froze. I'm here. <laughs> I, think do this again? I, I think they're gone. There you go. They're gone. So, uh oh. <laughs> you doing that on purpose, you motherfucker. Did you see the wine moving? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the wine was moving. You got the Schmitties. The Schmitties. Yeah. Hey, that was, uh, that, that was a good segment. Those guys. Yeah, those guys. Are gonna go places if they stick to what they're doing. That I thought they were first of all. I thought they were older. Yeah, I see these young kids, and I'm like, they sound like 30s, like you know, late 30s. That's my my. Oh, okay. And they got really good like arrangements. They're, they're yeah, good. They yeah. got a talent there. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. They just you know they're working on tightening it up, and they'll uh, they'll be definitely getting gigs outside the city. Mm. I, I would think. Yeah. You know. But uh, all right, it well, like, it, it seems like they also have a nice amount of places to play within the area that they live in too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but, a, but a gig you, is a gig. Yeah, and, and yeah, exciting. It's one gig at, at a time. You know, yeah. if they want to, if, if they want to expand, they certainly could. If they want to go further, I, I, I agree with Mark. They really, they could. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That was cool, man. It was fun. All right, the point. The point. The point. So the point. moving on, moving on. This uh, you know. this segment is brought to you by the point. From Boston, Massachusetts. Find them on any streaming service. <laughs> the point with an E. Um, moving on to get the point. Best driving songs. Favorite driving songs. I can't say best anymore because Jack used to get all <laughs> huffy. Well, who's to say what's the bad data? We all know that thing. So favorite driving songs. And as a matter of fact, I talked to Jack today and I'll start off, uh, you know, we, I think I have 10. You guys get 10? You get 15, 10? Oh, I got yeah. like 20. <laughs> I got about 35. <laughs> I think we're going to keep it. We'll keep it at 10 each because we'll get to the, we'll start hitting the three hour oh, mark if we go into all that. I, I would have numbered them had I known. I'll, I'll take them though. Well, and you I know got what? them on scratch pads for my hospital. There you gig, go. You know? And see, I'm like the point. I have mine on my fucking tablet. This is a smart one. <laughs> oh, your tablet. Oh, Scott. Oh, I'm sorry. It's my iPad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I faux pod. Um, yeah, I talked to Jack today. Uh, How's he doing? He's doing good. He's doing good. He's still a very busy boy. Still a very busy boy. And, uh, you know, uh, we kind of had a discussion and. You know, he, he's he's definitely kind of, he'll, he'll be back. It's just, I want him to, he, so <laughs> I sent him, we, we were talking and he's like, yeah, how about, you know, I said, he said like next week or two weeks, I said, listen, man, 
Cause like he's flying to Nashville. Then he's going to this place. He's going, I said, listen, I, you don't have to, I want you to just kind of like get, just get this all. Like, I don't want to have to squeeze this in, but I said it in the way, like I said, just, no, just, you, you just, when you can, when you have the full time to put it. And so this is the text I got from him. Like, I don't know. We, we started talking. Uh, let me see. Where did it go? I know he sent me this. Uh, oh, oh he said, uh, I, I told him, I said, I, I want you to take a break. Like, cause, cause he's busy. Right. And he sends me in quotes. I think I'm going to let you take a break. Then he says, worst firing in history. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh good, man. I told him that's not true. That's uh, not true. Like not that. <laughs> <laughs> As a listener, I want Jack back. I love it. <laughs> worst firing in history. Wow. In history. <laughs> And I think I've had a few worse firings in history. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Jack. He's, he, he's, I just want him to really, he is busy. You have no idea this fucking well, guy's schedule. It's, it's very busy schedule. Uh, and how he does it. I told him, I said, you need to take care of yourself, buddy. He goes, Oh, I'm at the gym and every morning at like four thirty, five o'clock. I said, it's not the gym. It's your fucking mental health, man. Yeah. Back and like forth, burnout and he's all he's yeah. well aware of it he's well aware of it but i want to make sure my buddy's okay but uh Be well so he jack sent, he sent me five his five are and and i think our lists are probably and i hate this fucking word diverse <laughs> yes give me another word other than that fill in the blank these all our lists are very inclusive <laughs> no how about eclectic eclectic that's great we have any I, I i'm pretty sure we all have eclectic lists so i would say jack sent me five one of them the first one is take this job and shove it johnny paycheck mm. yeah good one yeah a driving, driving songs song. right yeah well, what, I, what, did I, what did i miss on that one where was that about driving i don't know maybe it's Hey, listen, we all have our, all right. our thing, man. Oh, that's a great driving song. Yeah, it's, yeah. It doesn't wait, have wait, to wait. be related to driving. It's, it's, it's something that sounds good while you're driving. Yeah, yeah, while you're driving. That's kind of where we're at, you know. Gotcha. But, uh, you know, usually songs about cars are those kind of songs yeah. anyways. Gotcha. Uh, number two, and I haven't heard this song. I had to actually go listen to it again. Um, I Surrender by Rainbow. Oh, Yes. I haven't yes. fucking heard that song in a long time, man. Richie's my, the altar yeah. I worship at. Yep. Yep. I surrender. Uh, number three was, I love you. I hate you. And I don't know who sings that. He didn't tell me who sings <laughs> that. I looked it up. There's a couple different versions. One by Nash, G-N-A-S-H. It might be that. I don't know. Then another one with some girl singing. I don't know. Uh, number four is, You're No Good by Linda Ronstadt. Huh. Interesting driving songs, right? Yeah. And his fifth one was Hurt. Either way you look at it, Nine Inch Nails of Johnny Cash mm. is still a great fucking song. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, that's, that's an eclectic list, that's for sure. That's very eclectic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we'll do is 
We'll just do 10 each. Okay. Um, we'll start off with our number 10s, and then we'll just kind of do kind of a round-robin thing. And, uh, and then we'll, ta- we'll talk about them as we go. So I'll lead off with Mark. Which, give me, uh, and these aren't necessarily in any order either. Although okay. my top three, I think, are my top three. But the well, rest is... I don't think you're going to know all mine. So you might want to jot them down and listen, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I tended to, even though I listen to a shitload of different kinds of music, I was thinking songs that when you get in that car and you speed up and you're on the highway, that's the stuff that gets you going. So um, I'm going to start mine with a song called Elevate from the Winery Dogs. Wow. And if you haven't heard the Winery Dogs, it's this good old rock and roll. It's Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater, Billy Sheen, Uh. who was in... uh, David Lee Ross band, I think, and yep. Richie Kotzen on vocals and guitar trio, great rock trio. Wasn't Billy Billy Sheen in Talon? Yeah, Talos. Talos, really? Okay. Yeah. But that <laughs> song, you motherfuckers, you don't waste any time. You two, you don't. When that song comes out, a <laughs> <laughs> strike like that, you you jump know? right into the fucking <laughs> deep dives. <laughs> Lou's like, I wasn't that in it. that band? <laughs> Fucking uh, go shit yourself. Uh, wasn't that was he in that band? 1973, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And then Mark's like, yeah, he was. I don't know. I don't know. He's like, he like one of the first bass shredders. Okay. If you saw those old David Lee Roth videos from his first solo album, Billy yeah, Sheen yeah. was on bass. He was, he was he like, I want okay. the hair. But, um, right. you know, just a good, they, they made it basic. These guys are all like, really virtuosos but they just had a basic rock band if you listen to that it's it's phenomenal to drive to. and it's called what it's group? called elevate by the winery dogs from their first by album winery dogs. Okay. whole album is great all right winery dogs elevate yeah, i'll write perfect. that down hmm. lou i'm gonna go got? with some I, I got some favorites my all-time favorite is highway star by deep purple yes i have that yep you yep. cannot go wrong with that one it's just it is hard not to go over the speed limit when that song is on. It's a, also, it's a great performance, great band. Um, it was written, I mean, it was written for that purpose. They want to write a car song. So what is more great American open road than a great driving car song? Right. Right. So that, that, that's my favorite. I didn't do any kind of order. I got a whole bunch of stuff, but there's, a, there's, I got 10 for sure. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to substitute highway star for a song that I think is just as good to listen to. Um, when you're driving and uh i'll just go with the smoke on the water yes yep another that's it's just that the dry deep purple yeah i i stuck with deep purple on that one yeah do and you I have s- a uh, panic attack like tony soprano when he was playing it in the car and he goes off the road <laughs> that's right, that's oh, right. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but oh, it has shit. it has to be the made in japan version not yeah. the studio version. Okay. okay. It's the rare, the live yeah. version is better than the studio version. I think I that's the first from... one I ever heard, too, it was was the live version. Yeah, made yeah. in Japan. Yeah, cool. Uh, and and I, I know you, you guys probably know the story behind that, that they, they recorded what they recorded, and they said, no, it's not going to go in the studio. We're putting it out mm. as it was recorded. Uh, they weren't going to embellish it or tighten it no, up. Or they said, up. no, we're nice. not going to do that. This, If you're going to fucking put this out, they said, it's going out the way it was recorded. And you got a masterpiece. Yeah. Yep. You got cool. a masterpiece. Which so, wasn't, always the, wasn't always the case in those older live recordings. You know, different well, technology I, for- 
I have a song but, that that I'm going to talk about that, Lou. You're right. I'm going to talk about that. It's one of my songs, hmm. and, and we'll talk about that live thing. I know where you were going with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mark. Give me a number nine. Uh, Lou's going to kill me because he's heard enough about this band. But I'm going to go with "As I Said Before" <laughs> by Zebra. Lou just shook oh. his head. Oh, no, no, I, I, Mark, I thought you were going. You're going to go somewhere else. I was, I was like, okay. But, uh, no, it's it's a zebra. Group. I enjoyed yeah. it. But, That's, okay. That what song is, is great. It's not on, that, it's, it's on it, the first record or no? First record. It's the song that goes. It's before Who's Behind the Door. It kind of seeds okay. into Who's Behind. It's a okay. great little two and a half minute hard rock song that that just Jack Douglas produced. That's so good when you play it in your car. The bass is there. The drums are there, and it's just tight. And it's great. And you wish it would go longer. Great song. And that's one of the best debut albums in rock history. And don't tell me no, because I'll fight you on it. <laughs> I've seen Zebra probably 50 times. So, And you don't you don't come across as a violent man, Mark. No. <laughs> but, but, but if he says I'll fight you, then he's fucking serious. I'm, I'm, I, have a friend wants to, I have a friend that wants to kick his ass, by the way. And it's not very... Uh oh. <laughs> well, I'm Northern Irish, you know. We don't. We just kind of like settle. In, you know? I don't know. I'm Irish. I'm kind of a little violent sometimes. Or I used to be. <laughs> I used to be. I, I still can be. I got some Irish in me too. There you go. All right, All right Luke. Give the me box number nine. Shadow. Uh, number nine. Uh, Red Barchetta by Rush. Oh, yes. it's about a freaking car. It's a, plus. It's it's another fast pace. So when he breaks into the guitar solo. Yeah. and that's just you're off you're off and it's just that song is about the thrill of the chase it's about yeah doing that you know speeding <laughs> i think we talked about did we didn't we talk about that uh so. s- some shows back I, I we were talking about rush songs and i said little red Bachana yeah yeah is one you know, of my favorite songs by in, in the beginning there's a drum pattern he does on a cymbal and a hi-hat i've yeah. adapted that to playing other like some of this stuff i do around Nashville. i'm like I'm going to do red barchetta right there to see if it fits. You know, it's real subtle. It's just on the, on symbols, but yeah, that's how good that guy was. But, and I'm I surprised I haven't broken my steering wheel to that song. Cause you're doing all the drums. So, you know, oh, the drum solos. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to go with number nine and it's a classic and it's a classic driving son. Uh, radar love golden <sighs> earring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I, you just, I mean, how can you not fucking get in a groove with that when you're driving? Yeah. Yeah. The yep. way it starts off, and the, I, that's just like a great fuck. It's like almost a perfect driving song. And I'm yeah. shifting gears. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. yep, yep. And that, it's like the, it's a great contrivance. So, you know, they, they, they're going to write a song about driving. Deep Purple, do they want to write a song about a car? But they do it so well. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, like, let's, let's write a song about roses or something. You know, what I mean, you yeah, throw yeah, a lot of shit. You know, but this is amazing. Those two songs are just like, and but the, the vibe that they captured, you said that groove, man. It's just, you know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It goes up and then it comes down, then it goes yeah. up. An interesting band. They had two big hits. Both their hits were long songs. Yeah, the bullet hits the bone. Bullet hits yep. the bone. Oh, two decades. Two, what they had a number one yeah. in the seventies, number one in the eighties. Yeah, awesome. And, rare, and rare you know what? Just like with, as I said before, from Zebra, it's a mix made for the car. The bass is prominent. You're feeling the drums. If you turn it up, it's you're feeling it in your chest. That's what makes it a good driving song. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, give me a number eight song, Mark. Uh, I'm going to get all proggy on you. I'm going to go with Fanfare for the Common Man from Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, which, if you don't know it, that was WABC's sports theme back in the 70s. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The wide world really, of sports. Yeah. Right? But, they use the uh, LP on that. Yeah, that's uh, that's their version, but it's really an eight minute song. It goes and goes and goes, and Keith Emerson's just trashing his Yamaha. So that's a great one. And what's the name of it again? Fanfare for the Common Man, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. There's two versions. There's a single version, which is two and a half minutes. Don't even listen to that. Got to listen to the eight-minute version where Keith just goes off. He's got this brand-new Yamaha keyboard that was out in 77, and he's doing these guttural sick sounds on the keyboards. I mean, they just sound... And Carl Palmer for eight and a half minutes is just keeping that beat with his little shuffle, you know? Yeah. The Bernard Purdy shuffle. No, it's not. But uh, yeah, All great right. stuff. The Wide World of Sports song. <laughs> the Agony of Defeat with the skier the going off the slope. Yeah. That's right. The thrill of victory. That's right. All right, Lou. All right. Um, let's see. Oh. Driver's seat, driver's seat, driver's seat, oh, sniffing the tears. Sni- oh, sniffing how the, the tears. fuck that did I list? not get that one? <laughs> driver's seat, yeah. Oh, I fucking love that song, <laughs> I love man. that song. Sniffing that is such it. a great fucking song. It is. That was, like, that was like, I think it's 1979 again. That was like that. Yeah. And, um, the man, remember Hey St. Peter? Hey St. Peter. Or I think so. The that, that was the guys that, that was the brothers of uh, the, the um, guys from, um, ACDC, that was George Young from the, the what do they call it? The Easy Beats. They, they, they were the guys mm. that produced the Brothers Records. But uh, it was like a, well, these are like one-hit wonders. But yeah, Driver's Seat. Using Great TV song, commercial. man. Great song. Great, Great single. Song. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, my yeah. number eight is uh, by The Cult. She Sells Sanctuary. Nice. Mm. I just, that just, boom. Starts <laughs> off with that little... Yeah. But yeah. driving, like if you're on the highway, it just gets you. It's one of those that gets you fucking bumping, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, a great beat, great beat. Yeah. I, I, and you know what? I didn't like the cult, but I drove all the way to Long Island to Nassau Coliseum to see Bonham. Remember Bonham? Jason yeah. Bonham had his yeah. band because they were opening for the cult. And then like Bonham finished, and they're like, "You want to stay for the cult?" And I'm like, "Man, eh, whatever." They were fucking Dude. phenomenal. Yeah, you don't know what you were missing. Oh, that guitar player, he yeah. he was raw. Really he got the, the yeah. lefty, he had the Les Paul, just a raw sound. It sounded to me like Jimmy Page. You know, he had that mm. sound down. It was so great. Billy Duffy, Billy Duffy was originally in a band with Morrissey. Right? Wow, and really? yeah, hmm. and and they kind of it was a click. And he said, you know what? He told he told Morrissey, he goes, listen, I got this other guy that you might want to work with. I'll, I'll introduce you to him. His name is Johnny Marr. So Billy Duffy from the cult introduced Morrissey to Johnny Ma. Wow. Yeah. I got the big brain on Scott. Hey, oh, hey wait a minute. Now. That was good. That was, that was awesome, man. Yeah. That's some good shit. That's a, I got some good shit too. That's some good shit. <laughs> that's some good shit too. Wow. I saw the cult at the Orpheum theater. It's small, you know, it's a, it's a small theater type venue. Uh, and they were phenomenal. And then I saw them back up Billy Idol at a, an arena. What's the centrum? And they were still good. I mean, they were just one of those bands that uh, they they just were heavy for the and, time. Like they were a total. It's like Rage Against the Machine during the grunge scene, right? Uh, yeah. The cult was like that to the new wave scene. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. they weren't mainstream, but they were no. so good that they became mainstream. Hey, they sold out Nassau Coliseum when I saw yeah. them. 
They were the headliners. Didn't Ian Asper, did he tour Ray, Ray Manzarek as part of this reform doors? Or was, yeah, was I just, think he did. I think did. we were talking about that. I think it was him uh, that, that toured. We, weren't we talking about that, too, about the so. doors went out on tour, and they brought him. Yeah, they yeah. brought him. Yep. Yeah. Wow. All right, so, Mark, give me a number seven. Oh, I'm going to go with my favorite Cars album. Or, if, wait, I guess say Cars, right? Cars album. That, yeah, the Cars. Let's go. Candy-o. What is better than Let's Oh, Candy O is a close second, but let's no, go. No, let's go. I love the oh. whole album. Yeah, that album flows. You can play that whole album. In one, I would go song with, off that album, I'm good. I would drive to ShopRite and just sit in the parking lot and listen to all 45 like minutes. Lust for Life is a good. It's not the, I, I, is it not Lust for Life? Um passenger can't hold on to it It takes a fast car baby double Double life life. double life yeah lead a double life i gotta sing every episode all right give me a number seven lou okay uh cars gary newman ah yeah there you go first time i heard that song i was in my car I remember yeah. where I was. I remember where I was. I'm like, this, this is this sounds different. Yeah, totally alien. It was totally alien. You know. So sound, there's yeah. a good documentary. Uh, if if you have Roku, just go into search. I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called an Alien in L.A. or something like that. And it's a documentary about Gary Newman, uh. basically coming out of, you know, like not retirement, but he was ready to do another album, and they they chronicle that whole process uh he leaves his family goes to la to record the album and they they go through then he records it then he's going on tour it's a really interesting interest if you like gary newman that's a great documentary because i don't think there's many of them on him i wouldn't think yeah but he's a very interesting guy very very fucking talented too yeah definitely. he he was he's kind of like i don't like to put him in this category but he's kind of like not a second rate, but he's kind of like a a lesser version of Bowie. His mm. stage presence, yeah, like how yeah. he just kind of moves. Yeah. That you know, Bowie would just move side to side when he yeah. before he started doing that fucking bow legged dance thing that he does. You know, like, <laughs> let's dance and, thing. Yeah, yeah. And he also adopts characters for different albums, like he's yeah, like yeah, yeah. But Gary Newman just has, he always keeps this kind of monotone face and he just has this, right. this, this communication with the crowd. And he has a, he has a pretty, uh, uh, pretty good following. He does. He does. Yeah, he he does other things with other people too, but he definitely has more of that, <clears throat> almost that craft work, that kind of Berlin electric sound, you know, that cold, the cold synth thing. But uh, it was definitely an interesting and definitely, you know, unusual sound the first time you heard it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, in his drummer, down- was, his drummer was wild too. The guy, I remember I've ever seen like some video. I never saw them live, but I saw some videos. The guy was a very, very good drummer, but yeah. to- totally cool. Very, very, the whole thing was just unique. Yep. Yep. Good call. Good call. Thanks. I'm going to go with my number seven, uh, a, a classic, a, a, a classic, uh, meatloaf paradise by the dashboard light. Oh yeah. 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 Good driving song. Yeah. Yeah. Good driving. Usually Perfect. longer songs are, are good driving songs. You Absolutely. Know? But you get the short ones, everyone. I mean, it, and it, I, I don't have to explain that song because we all know it. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing I'm going to say about that song right now. We're in, gonna, you're in 16, you know? Come on. Yeah, yeah. That, that nobody's going to be like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. I think that song is one of those. Everybody fucking knows <laughs> everything about that song. What, what does this paradise mean? I don't get it. You know, what is this? <laughs> 
Is that like the garden path my dad told me about? You told me that you'd stay with me to the re- uh, for the rest of my life. What was it? Uh, Start swearing to my God on my mother's knees. I would love you to the end of time. The end of time. Now I'm praying <laughs> for the end of time. <laughs> That's a great line. That's anything, a fucking great yeah, line. Anything just to get it. You know? He just got it. And then he's like, God damn, what did I do? <laughs> we're so stupid when yeah. we're fucking 17, 18, aren't we? Oh, yeah. I so, love you. <laughs> so I was eight years eight years old when that came out, and my sister's husband had a big old car, a huge car with an A-track, and he was playing that. And, you know, I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's a song about baseball. Phil about Rizzuto's baseball. on it, you know? Yeah. 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 About baseball, yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> All right, Mark, give me a number six. From one of my other favorite bands who I just saw a few weeks ago at Radio City Music Hall. Porcupine Tree with Blackest Eyes. And if you haven't heard it, Scott, check it out. It starts out heavy, and it's got some of the most melodic verses, and the drumming on it is freaking fantastic. What's it called? Blackest Eyes by Porcupine Tree, and it's on the album In Abstentia, which that album is one of my favorites of all time. All right. And I plunked down 100 bucks for a signed lithograph of that album cover at the Porcupine Tree show. So I am a hopeless fan. I'm just a hopeless idiot fan. And it's a good driving song, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It comes out. It comes out really heavy because they were lumped in in that time in the early '90s. They're they they started out as more electronic. They came to America. They said, oh, "We're going to lump you in with the metal." So Steve Wilson, God bless him, he learned how to. All right, I'll write a metal riff, but the verses are going to be melodic, and it's great. That's that's what's really. It's it's it, when you listen to the thing, you realize you're listening to some really beautiful melodies but that those riffs in the middle you know so uh yeah check it out but it's great driving right. song sounds good lou number six number six uh hot rod lincoln by commander cody and his <laughs> lost planet airman <laughs> great um is here this is weird in the town i live in the town of western new jersey mark you're from hillsdale next town over do you remember the goldfinch pub on Broadway, yes. it was it was on Broadways where the guy, the guitarist, got electrocuted with some gig. Some guy got zapped standing in a puddle playing a gig at this little bar. Yeah. I was um, riding a bike five years old when that pub was open. Passing, oh, I bet, I bet. <laughs> um, it's, but anyway, so one day I'm driving. It was a Goldfinch pub. Some English dude owned it. One day I'm driving by and it says Friday night, Commander Cody and his Lost Planet Airmen. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, of all places, I mean, there's nowhere for them to be playing, even as old as they were. He apparently, the owner, was this English dude. He was friends with. Was there a Commander Cody or one of the airmen? And uh, they got a, this one-off gig. You couldn't get in. It was once that was that. There was no way you could get into that gig. Wow, I, I, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, but I was like, I saw oh, fuck. They're playing right down the street from my house, man. But uh, Commander nice. Cody, yeah, but a great driving song. It's another. Oh, that's an old classic. I don't know who played on that. That's a great guitar. Yeah. Guitar Every once in a while, I remember on. I remember on. Um, on Napster, they they had that listed Napster. under Johnny Cash, like you'd see Hot <laughs> Rod Lincoln and Johnny Cash, like oh, why not? Yeah, they like uh, it Rob has Rob to be Johnny Cash. Why yeah, not? had to, had twangy guitar. Well, maybe that that's what we knew about country music or like country and western music at that point, you know. Before, yeah, but yeah. still, like yeah, Johnny Cash. All right, but no, that was that was all hippie music, kind of. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go with my number six. I'm going outside the rock box. I'm going with Jay Z, 99 Problems. Huh. Yeah. I, 99, think I, know I got that, 99 Problems, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me. <laughs> oh, that's a good, that is a good driving song. It works when you're driving. It's heavy. I yeah, it's not song. your typical rap song. 
It's got it's got some heavy guitar in there, some heavy drums. You know, Rick Rubin produced it, so yeah, you know. But yeah, if you've never heard it, Ninety Nine Problems by Jay Z, you'll fucking like it. You'll like it. So that's my number six. Mark, give me a number five. I'm gonna ride your coattail stylistically, and one of these rap songs that I always told you that I like because I was a hard rock fan. Mama said, "Knock you out." Ah, <laughs> there's nothing better yeah. than that. Driving through suburban Hillsdale, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that is that song from the minute it came out. I was like, "This is great." Your neighbors, your neighbors were saying things about you. They I said was, things uh, about me when I was born, Lou. <laughs> He's got I, horns. I almost, I almost picked uh, "Jingling Baby." Oh I, yeah, I'm, cool, Jay. I'm "Jingling <laughs> Baby." That's a, that's a good song, but yeah. That's that's a better driving song. Or car drives by with the booming system. Car drives by. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Mark, give me the number five. I oh, just you just gave mine. me the five. Okay, yeah. Lou, give me five. All right. I'm going to see. Born to be Wild by Steppenwolf. Here you go. Old classic, but yeah, definitely. It's, it's a pedal to the metal. Absolutely, yep. Isn't heavy metal, the, heavy metal thunder. So, is that the the origin of the term heavy metal? That's what they say. That's what, That's they, what say, they say, right? You'd have to ask Dave Davies because he apparently invented heavy metal guitar, right? <laughs> Isn't that the other contentious point? Or is that Jimmy either? Page? Come on, yeah. We're, <laughs> apparently, no, not not that's Dave Davies. We won't do all that shit. But heavy metal. He he created heavy, heavy metal, metal thunder. I Dre Davies. That, Dave this, Davies this, says this, he invented rock and roll guitar. It, it, not rock and roll guitar. It's been said. I, I don't know exactly who made a quote or if it was a quote, but I think it was like, you really got me in those type of early who's um, King singles. That was the precursor to heavy metal guitar. Cause you know, they shredded okay. the speaker cone type of thing to get that distorted sound. Ah, okay. But, yeah. 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 I don't know. It's, it, it seems more punk to me. I mean, as far as oh, garage garage. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But I guess yeah. one might have led to another. But by the way, Dave Davies really screwed me up because when I was young, my father, he didn't have the biggest, well, best paying job. And he worked overtime to buy me one of those Sears guitar and amp combinations. And I got the, the guitar Sil- and the amp. Silvertone? Uh, I don't, I still got the guitar. It's in the corner here. I should show you. I can't <laughs> play it. But so I read an article on Guitar Player that, that they, he sliced his speaker cone. Now I'm playing yeah. the Sears amp. I can't get distortion. So I slice the amp. Oh. My father walked in the room and it wasn't fear. That was the first time I didn't feel fearful like <laughs> that. I felt bad. Like he looked at it and he goes, I worked overtime to buy you that. Ah, he guilted uh-huh. you. It's almost as bad as knocking over a, a statue of the Virgin Mary. But anyway, um, <laughs> so he, but to give my father credit, he went to Radio Shack. Remember that store? And yeah. he bought a new speaker comb, put it in. I says, all right, I'm getting a pedal for the distortion. There you go. It's that's a lot funny. cheaper. Yeah. Like, Dad, I just want to sound like Dave Davies, you know? That's what I said. <laughs> he said, who? You know, those those and guitar and speaker combinations, Mark, they're almost they're kind of valuable in a lot of ways. Um, I have a I have a silver tone amp. Uh it's it has one 12 inch speaker. I need a new tube for it, but it's a smaller amp, but it's crunchy. When you crank this thing up, it gets a great blues tone. Um hmm. stick a mic in front of it, but those guitar and the guitar case you said it was a guitar case with the amp right it was a guitar with the amp the guitar came in a paper box and i used that as my guitar case i was like 10 years old you know when uh, i thought you said the, the, i thought you said the the um amplifier came in the, in the guitar case sort of oh thing. no 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 uh, it was oh. a separate amp it was an amp and guitar combo okay. yeah right. 
Anyway, yeah. so, but do you, do you still have the amper now? Um, yeah, it's in storage somewhere. I don't throw. Okay. I'm a I'm a hoarder when it comes to I, music. I, see that one. I don't <laughs> throw shit out. It might be worth something. I'll pull the guitar up before the end of the show. There you go. There you go. Uh, where are we at? We're at. Uh, You're up. I'm up at number what five, right? Yeah. So number five for me is another classic, and it's a can't go wrong song to me. Freebird. Hmm. Huh. Can't help but sing it. Was Listen, not expecting that. Every time, I mean, every time I hear that song now, I think of the Devil's Rejects. <laughs> How Rob Zombie took Freebird and made the whole ending of that movie centered around the song Freebird. It's fucking brilliant the way he did it. The way he fucking did it. He brilliant. wanted to do for Freebird what Scorsese did for Layla. Yeah. Uh, yeah. for, for Rob Zombie fans, uh, his movie fans, uh, that that would that scene just absolutely solidified my. This is a great fucking song. Yep. Do you ever see that? Do you ever have a song and you're like, it's a good song, but then you see it placed somewhere, sure. in the right spot, and you're like, you know what? Now I really fucking appreciate yeah. that song a little more. Well, I was tired of Layla. I was tired of it because it's all over classic rock radio. <laughs> but the first time you see Goodfellas. Yeah. And you hear that beautiful piano, and you see the back it's of that the, truck open up with a guy hanging on a yeah. new coat. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Makes me love yep. it. Yeah. So my number five did, was Freebird. Did he use the live or the studio version of Freebird, though? Uh, I think he used the studio version. The version? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Mark, give me a number four. Okay, I'm going to go from a Black Sabbath album that is totally divided among fans because it's either their worst or their best, and it's got probably one of the worst album covers in history, and I'm holding it up. It's a devil baby. Oh. But, um, <laughs> trashed from Black Sabbath. This was the album that they had Ian Gillen, Ian, from Deep Purple on lead vocals, and it is one hell of a song to play when you're driving, but don't be trashed when you drive it. Um, great, great. Just a dirty... Everything about the production is dirty. You want to go, Ugh, and you love it. You know, the guitar yeah. is just way too distorted. And it's a song about Ian driving drunk, and he had a car accident. So it's wildly uh, not appropriate for today's standards. But it's a great no, song. no, 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 <laughs> no. All right, Lou, give me a number four. Running Down a Dream, Tom Petty. Good one. Good one. Good one. Can't go wrong. Got that driving beat. Got that driving beat. Yeah, in the video. I was flying. In the rain. You know, the, the video, it's uh, yeah. the cartoon, right? They have the cartoon kind of video. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go my number four, Boston, More Than a Feeling. Mm. It's driving song. Yeah. Because you, yep. you, you're singing, you're fucking singing it. Like, you know, like you said with Freebird, you're singing it. Yeah. You know? And I think that's part of what makes a good driving song. A good driving song is you're singing it and you, you're feeling it while you're driving. Some of these songs make you drive faster, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Some of them make you fucking, it can make a long ride. You got the right playlist, it can yeah. make a long ride easy. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be fast. It can, it can chill you out. It doesn't have to be a fast actually. song. Yeah. yeah. There's, some, there's some classical music will chill me out Yeah, <laughs> when, yeah. I, when I need it. I drove. I I drove one time uh, up to, from Boca up to um, Tallahassee to FSU, and all I had on the whole way. That's a six-hour drive. It's the basically the state of Florida. 
Um, all I had on the whole time was spa music. Mm, just very right. mellow, yeah. instrumental, you yeah. know, new ages. The whole fucking six hours. That's a great. It channel. was like Zen. Yeah, <laughs> it was Zen. Did you fall uh, asleep? <laughs> no, no, no. Since I since I got my sleep apnea taken care of, I don't fall asleep behind the wheel anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should do that. <laughs> that shit used to. I had some bad fucking out. It was fucking me up for a while, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I got that machine now. I got the two little things in my nose. I wake up fresh as a baby. It's, it's so important. <laughs> no three o'clock. I'm fucking nodding off and I'm getting tired and yawning. No, no. I didn't know what a good night a good night's sleep was. I, evidently, for the last twenty five years. <laughs> See, honey, it's not the wine. I have sleep apnea. That's why I'm waking up. I'm telling <laughs> you, honey. A good, that's a good. One. That's a good excuse. I tripped over your statue because I had sleep apnea. <laughs> I'm, I'm Protestant. I'm truly evil. <laughs> Blame everything on sleep apnea. <laughs> by the way, by the way, more than the feeling had a great pro- uh, placement in the movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats. Did you ever see that? I didn't. No. Right. It's funny because at the end, when he's like, he, I'm going to run through this wall, and he goes to run through the wall and he hits his head, cracks his head, and they're playing more than the feeling. It's Is that a George funny. Clooney movie? And Ian McGregor. And, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I remember seeing funny. the. Is it a good movie? Yeah, it is. It is because it, okay. it's like basically a true story. So, but it all comes at the end when, when a guy like thinks, yes, I can run through this wall. And the very last scene of yeah. it is he's running at the wall at full speed. Bam! He just knocks himself out. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, can't do that. <laughs> I don't like his politics, but I like George Clooney as an actor. Hmm. He'll talk. He'll take any role. You know, yeah. he'll do anything. That's but he I, does. Yeah. He does. I, I liked. I don't think I saw a movie that he was in that I didn't like. No, uh, the, uh, the fourth Batman movie. Oh, yeah. I, well, I, I looked at that. I looked at that as it's, it's a, a cartoon. It's, it's a cartoon. It's a it's comic a book movie, right? Yeah, so I, truly, I didn't really comic. take that serious. But with George Clooney, you can go from dusk till dawn yeah. till, oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah. I mean, that's a big spectrum right there. Yeah. I you like uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Confessions. Mm. And uh, what about the one uh, uh, with with Mark Wahlberg when they were out in the desert? Um, there were three kings. Oh, yeah. three, three kings. Three kings. Yeah. Yeah. Good in that. I mean, yep. good. George Clooney's a good actor. Good actor. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mark, give me a number three. I'm going to go with Fight Fire with Fire from Kansas. Do you know that wow. song? Yes. That starts off with a heavy riff. I remember in 84, 85, just here. Latter, in yeah, Latter day Kansas. Yeah, and that is such a, a melodic hard rock song. They went into that hard rock sound, but they had Dino Elefante singing because uh, Steve Walsh had left the band. Great driving song. Great. Okay. Yeah, Dino the Elephants was singing. <laughs> um, by the way, guys, uh, whenever you get a chance, text me the 10 songs that you gave me because okay. I'm definitely going to do a Spotify uh, playlist. Oh, cool. All right. Cool. With this. You know, cool. the thing is, these, these are all good songs. And this is something I'll listen to the next time I drive six hours to fucking Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> and that means six hours back. Maybe you should put yeah. uh, Tallahassee Lassie on that song, on that playlist. Uh, <laughs> you know what that gets, Lou? Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that gets, Lou. That's what that gets. Lou? That's almost as bad as being zero and five on the milk crates and turntables 
Oh, uh, I, I wouldn't know. No, I, I do know because <laughs> I suck. I had redemption. Hey, Re- it's tough. Comeback my- kid. You did. You rattled off three in a row last. Yeah, last time. Sweating my ass um, off, man. <laughs> these, I tell you what. These, I, I, I challenge you guys. I take these questions because I look at the questions. That's coming up after this segment. We still got three songs to go each. Um, I look at these and I'm like, it might be, you know, hard for some people. I'm like, I wonder if this is a hard question for those guys. That's why you get kind of these song these these questions they're a little more difficult they're yeah. they're, they're definitely high level uh uh questions you know difficulty That's high smart. level of difficulty questions. Think. so it makes think yeah yeah but i have faith in you guys i have confidence <laughs> that you'll at least get one motherfucking one. question oh oh mr cotter yes. mr cotter yeah can yeah. i go mr. to uh, oh, oh. before we do the, the 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 thing now because i need to go to the restroom mr. yeah 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 if you gotta go <laughs> now, after, this, after this you know okay uh all right mark give me a number three great okay. wait did lou just do his or you did yours i did boston more than a few oh, okay yeah. um okay i'm gonna go with uh Take it to the limit by Eagles. That's the best when you're up in the in a lonely rural area and you're driving down the highway. Reminds me of the end of Every Which Way But Loose when you see Clint Eastwood driving off through the desert. You know, it's that kind of music. It's that lonely yeah. rural music. And it's not a hard driving song, but it's one of the most haunting melodies. Great for driving. I, I might have you beat with my number three. I might top you with that. What you okay. just explained with my number three. But Lou... Give me a number three. Lucille, Little Richard. Oh, wow. Mm. <laughs> that song's got a driving-ass beat. It's a new favorite because I was driving my son to school on, on I-26, which is a very angry highway. <laughs> Everyone's angry on this little stretch of road here. But that song came on, and we looked at each other and went, holy shit, that beat is just... But it's his vocal was great, but that, that's a new favorite. That's a new driving favorite. Okay. All right. got me through that stretch of angry highway. <laughs> like, don't fuck with me and who and who did uh little richard if you listen to early deep purple especially house of blue light um in rock ian anderson ian gillen was very I mean, he's like a heavy metal i can see, I can see that yeah can see he that. really ripped he really yeah, got see, yeah. Yeah. yeah and who who did little richard better almost as good as little richard as far as singing yeah bruno mars no i don't know no Paul McCartney. I was going to say Paul McCartney because yeah. that yeah. was, he was, they were on the road with him. And, and he that, that was one of his favorite singers then too. Yeah, the, back he, to, yeah. He used to sit with them and talk to wow. them about how he did shit. They would question and he'd, he'd talk to them. He'd be like, yeah, this is how you do this. You want to wow. do this? This is how you hit those high notes. Yeah. He was the one that, uh, you know. And she loves you when they go, whoo. Yeah. I mean, that's little Richard right there. That's little Richard. Yeah. That's yeah. where yeah. they learned that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, but McCartney, another underrated, one of the greatest rock singers ever. And not, not to mention bass player. That speaks for itself. But I mean, the things he could do with his voice, but he did little Richard better than anybody. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my number three, let's go back to Mark. He said, uh, driving, uh, kind of haunting uh, song. Uh, this song is one of those songs that puts you right in the fucking driver's seat. It puts you right inside the storyteller's brain almost, right? It's State Trooper by Bruce Springsteen off of Nebraska. Yes. yes. That fucking puts you right in the driver's seat. Yeah. 
it's so and it's haunting like you're basically saying dude don't fucking do it you know what he's gonna do if he gets pulled over i got nothing to lose yeah Uh, yeah chilling it's chilling it's it's just such a a haunting but the that steady it's so sinister it's so sinister yeah we're all the way through and he he you know he just it's a great and it describes you know the radio you know talk show talk show right whatever is it he's going but, yeah talk 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 to you talk, talk. He's, he's, he's losing his mind from all the talk it's yeah attention. yep yep so great driving song and that's like one of those songs you put on if you're driving i i always think of it as a night song absolutely yeah yeah you know uh only a night (laughs) a night song and and it could be a rainy night too it doesn't say it doesn't say it but just give the ambiance of it's just an eerie fucking song and you're like he never says it like i said but you know he's saying please don't stop me yeah and you got it yeah i i bet you got a pretty wife you know describing what this guy might have to lose he's yeah exactly so Scott, that, that was my number one. That was my number ah, one. I took it from you. All right. All right. What do you call that when you do the gifts? You do the gifts, and I, the last person that got a gift gets to take somebody else's gift. Uh, I don't know. Do you ever, there's some game that they play at some people. I don't know. Um, yeah. So these number three for these three for me are my three like driving songs. These are the three that I, that's a great pick. I didn't even think of that song. I just said, these three songs are my probably in this order too, in this order. So yeah, that's my number three state trooper. So Mark, give me a number two. Okay. I'm going back to the metal. I'm going to go with 6am by dream theater comes in with a great drum pattern. Typical Mike Portnoy, little weird time signature. And they had come off their first major label album where they were very commercial. And this album, they just said, we're going to play heavy. And this album is heavy. Uh, John Petrucci was playing a seven-string guitar before most other people were doing this. He had that low B string, you know. But these guys are virtuoso. So you got basically what I liked about this song. If Rush or Yes were a heavy metal band, that's Dream Theater. And excellent. Everything, the production, the mastering, the compression. If you blast it, John Petrucci's guitar just shakes your speakers. Really great stuff. One of the best Mike Portnoy drum songs, too. Okay. All right. Lou, give me a number two. My reshuffled list here. Uh, number two. <laughs> I number two. I fucked my whole up. thing. You really did, man. <laughs> you <laughs> fucked him up, Scott. I you, I'm, almost, I'm confused. I bet you he had a big intro ready for this song. He had a nice build-up to it. He was going to describe it. He was going to go play on the drums. He was going to play the song and everything. It was on the fucking Sopranos. They used it on a scary thing on the Sopranos yeah. as well, you know? Yeah, but, he was um, going to take out the guitar. New Jersey Turnpike. Yeah, 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 yeah. Driving on a rainy night. Doesn't he say driving on a rainy night? I think maybe I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, think I so. I think it was driving on a rainy night. Yeah. And, and that's when you keep your windows rolled up on the New Jersey term. I love that whole and album, by the way. That's probably Nebraska's amazing. One of your favorites? Nebraska is probably my. It could be my favorite Springsteen album. Um, Tunnel of Love is also another good, uh, yeah. really yes. good fucking album. Yeah. Excellent yeah. album. Underrated yeah. album for him. Underrated. Right? It's it's when he steps outside of the E Street band. Yeah. His hard hardcore fans have a hard time with it, but um. 
I, yeah. I like a lot of things off Human Touch and Lucky Town as well. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like give the guy a fucking break, man. Tunnel yeah. of Love is probably in my top twenty-five yeah. favorite songs ever. Yep, it's got. Um, I, I never turn that fucking song off. Two Faces. Never. Yeah. 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 Does that have that? Does that have um? One step up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does. Yep. Yeah. Two one step, step up. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Lou, um, a Jersey reference you just made. I don't think I, yeah. Talking about driving down the turnpike and closing your window. There's two times my mother told me, always close your window when you're driving. Going through the Lincoln Tunnel or going down <laughs> through Newark on the Jersey Turnpike. This stinks. <laughs> going into Woodridge. It, it smells like a giant litter box. It really You'd be is. like, close giant... your window. You're going to get cancer. That's what she would say. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a giant steaming bowl of filthy underwear. It's just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was I'm sorry. I don't, did, ever, did, I, did I name name my song or no? I think we went on a No, uh, <laughs> no. Number two, Midnight is... Rider, Allman Brothers. Yes. Oh, good one. Yeah. Good song. yeah. Midnight Rider, yeah. 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 That's a good song. Yeah. I listened to their second album the other day, and like, that's on that, but it's a great album. But yeah. I'm gonna throw in a little um this is a side a side song. Midnight Ramble is also a good driving song. Hell yeah. The live mm-hmm. version. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a great, great. I fucking love that song. Again, one of my favorite songs. One of my favorite. How many times have you said that's one of my favorite songs ever? I, yeah, have, have you ever them. tried to put them all together? Like, Impossible. If, it's it's <laughs> got to be. It. The list has to be. So, out of all the songs that between the three of us, right? So, out of all the songs you know, Lou, and that you know, Mark, and they, we're talking thousands of songs. Could you come up? With a legitimate fifty, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. could you come up challenge? with a legitimate twenty-five? Uh, I don't know. I See, don't know. that's it starts to get real. <laughs> yeah, so it starts to get real. It would hurt your head. To, uh, what do you eliminate? You, the elimination process. You need like a, an algorithm. You're literally uh, torturing yourself. That is yeah. literal yeah. torture, mental yeah, yeah. torture. And then and you're it, gonna regret it. And how many times have you done a list like this and you just, you, you like, you, you want to take a song off, but you're like, I fucking, but I like this song. Yeah. <laughs> but I like this song. Yeah. And some of those songs you like, you might like more at other times than other times. And I might yeah. be I mean, like, I, I just heard it the other day and damn, I really like that song. I mean, yeah. 50 with 50 would be really hard. I mean, really hard. 25. 50 I, wouldn't I be do. easy. Yeah. No, no. If you had a list of all the songs right in front of you that you, you know, you top fucking say two hundred songs, oh, right? Shit. Picking fifty out of that would be that would be pretty hard. Yeah. I'll bet you two wusses couldn't come up with fifty driving songs. I know I can. Could you? Fifty driving. Dri- oh, wait a minute now. I'm just like trying to start a fight here. But, you, know, you guys can't. I know <laughs> you just you did. <laughs> uh, uh, are we talking about driving songs? Or songs uh, about driving? Is that yeah, what yeah, no, no, driving songs? Are you driving? <laughs> Well, we got 30. Everything by <laughs> Wagner. The three of us, we got Wagner. There you go. Beethoven's ninth. That's a great uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what are we on? Number two? Number yeah. two. And Lou, your number I, two? Did I just do my number two? What was it? It was <laughs> uh, Mid- Mid- Midnight Rider. Midnight oh, Midnight Rider. Rider. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. My number two, going outside the box. Fucking love this song. 13 minutes and 50 seconds of fucking great driving music james brown papa don't make no mess oh wow mm. <laughs> that's a good one 
That is a fucking good. That's just you. I yeah. just you don't even drive fast with that fucking. No, song. yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. could be doing sixty and people beeping that you just don't fucking care with that song. <laughs> Papa don't make no mess. You don't Papa don't. Papa even. don't. Papa don't. And it just and there was actually Mark. Let me go into a. Have you ever heard that song? Yes. Okay. Do you Not know who sampled time. that song? Do you know who sampled it? Tell me. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm actually. Cause we, 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 it doesn't matter when we go on this. How long we go? Let me see. Um, let's see, there we go. Papa don't take no mess. All right, I'm gonna play the beginning, and you tell me who sampled this. the most i can do yeah don't what play rap anymore. artist what rap artist sampled this i i i know it when i hear it and it's like i can't i'm drawing a blank this one the late great bismarcky Biz with the vapors uh, yeah bismarcky go listen to the vapors listen vapors. to the vapors by bismarcky fucking great tells a great story Tell when, a fucking great story. When um when I worked in CPI with Tom, we did some Bismarcky cassette releases, and they sent me some masters. And I'm like, I'm holding Bismarcky masters. Yeah, you know, I'm like, wow, do I have to give him back? Yeah, we got. He was a talented back. dude. He really was. I mean, people. He was, he was a clown. He's like the what do they call it? The uh, the jester, the court jester of hip hop. But he was he was talented. It, he it wrote a lot of songs. Yeah, yeah. He wrote a lot of uh, songs for other artists. Yeah, uh, he could put beats together. He was very talented. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that's my number two, James Brown. Papa don't make no mess. All right. Just a total jam. Yeah. Thirteen minutes and fifty seconds. I'm gonna remind myself to listen to that. Yeah. Of a, gro- of a groove. Yeah, that's exactly of a, it's of just, a groove. Just groove the whole way through. Kind of like that that period of Miles Davis where he kind of lifted off James Brown and he would do a 15 minute jam on a groove. Great. Yeah. stuff. Yep. Um, you can do it. All right. So now we're down to this. This is it. This is your one. This is the one the top that you picked out of all your lists. <sighs> the number one that I stole from Lou. Uh, <laughs> I stole from the Lou. monkey wrench in my works, man. <laughs> Fucked you up. My gears are all fucked up. Do, do you need it? Do you need it? Do you need a minute? No, Mark? no, I'm yeah. good. I'm good. I'm what bad. about I'm Mark? Ready. Do you need a minute, I, Mark? I'm ready to go, but can I can I do an honorable mention after we're done? Can we do a couple honorable mentions? Let, you know what? Do, do it. Let's let's do the honorable mention before we do the number ones. How's that? Okay. They are. They usually do something like that before okay. we give you the yeah. number one. We're going to give you some honorable mentions. The runner up. So I'm going to be like a total asshole and ruin your rules and do two honorable mentions. Oh, fucking asshole. Yours is no disgrace from yes. And the whole, the whole Rock in a Hard Place album from Aerosmith, because that fucking album is so loud and so crazy, so ludicrous, so wrong. When you open an album with Take Me Outside and Rape Me, you know, I mean, that album is just so <laughs> wrong and every, and I love it. And I can't pick one song off that album. I was dying tonight. What album off Rock in a Hard Place will work? Couldn't pick one song. So I got to say, that album is a runner up. If I was going to pick an album to drive to, an mm-hmm. Aerosmith album, 
it would have to be their first album featuring mm-hmm. Dream On. Good album. That just fucking raw. I mean, yeah. uh, 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 Get Your Wings is a great driving album. You can listen to that from beginning to end. But their first album featuring Dream On, we call it. Um, yeah. That's a fucking great. You could put that whole and just listen to it all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So and, and, and Rock in a Hard Place is a, is a controversial album because neither Joe Perry or Brad Woodford exactly. were on that album. That's why I was surprised you picked that. That album is one of my favorite albums. Yeah. It's a dark horse in my and I love it. Lightning know? Strikes. Lightning Strikes oh, yeah. is on that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I like it. Bolivian Ragamuffin. Yeah. They do a great version of um uh oh shoot. I got it right here. Um they do a great version of uh um I got the Schmitties. Uh, Cry Me a River. Cry Me a River. They do a great <laughs> version of that. So, all right. All right. All right. So, so your number one is <laughs> I'm dying. I can't do another metal song. I'm gonna go my jazz. Oh Minuano 6-8 from Pat Metheny Group. It's an eight-minute tour de force, and it's I don't think it would be on spot. No, it could be on spot. But all right. Pat Metheny Group has so much musicianship going around. I advise you guys listen to that. It's a great song. It's a perfect example of Pat Metheny group. They're progressive more than jazz on that song. Don't don't use the word progressive on this show. <laughs> what the? F- you want, all right. You know what? You're getting put in the penalty box. Ten seconds. He's a. He's, I'm going to put him in the penalty box for ten seconds. They, they make breadcrumbs, don't they? Progressive. <laughs> Second car insurance. Um. Oh, he is in the penalty box. Let me bring him out. <laughs> this thing glitching. It's glitching. He's got a Sears. He's got a Sears. Good. No, that's your strat. No, but I'm. Oh, sorry. I'm out. I'm going to play my guitar. Okay. Don't, don't pull my leg, man. Come on. Let's see that heirloom no, guitar. No guitar here. playing on the music. I'm, I'm not trying to get him back on. What the? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can see him. I can see him. Is he on this? Here we go. Is he on the screen? I, I can see him on mine. Okay. <laughs> Can you hear me? There we go. There we go. He's back. <laughs> Fucking live stream. I was so you know, um, play guitar for you. You know. So. There you go. Um, I I got a. Uh, uh, this is why things get a little glitchy. I, I got a VPN, a virtual personal network, to change my mm-hmm. IP address, so Facebook can't fuck with me, and it works. Good. Wow. Yeah. If you if you ever get a Facebook, you know, put in Facebook jail. I have. Let's get a V. Just get a VPN. Hmm. Look them up. And it, uh, as of now, I'm a 16 year old kid in Canada. <laughs> you were always a 16 year old kid in Canada. Yeah, that's, that's I, true. I act like a 16 year old. I know. <laughs> I know. All right. So that's your number one, Pat Matheny. What was the name of the song? Pat Matheny Group. It's called Minuano, M I N U A N O, and in parentheses, 6 8. It's a- all right. Music nerd thing, but it's a it's a it's a beautiful song. Really, it's right. beautiful. Good drive. Is it in six eight timing? I guess so. Okay. I'm not the I'm not a drummer. You would know that. Okay. I wouldn't know it, man. <laughs> I can count to four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lou. Do you have All any right. honorable mentions first? One honorable mention. Um, heck no, two. I've got the world on a string. Frank Sinatra from the reprise sessions. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, also another runner-up is uh, Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. Okay. That's one of my great car songs. My number one is L.A. Woman by The Doors. Mm. Well, you can't go wrong with that, can you? Nope. It goes fast, and then we have to slow down for traffic. You can slow down to it. You can speed back up. And I think Morrison was shit-faced when he did that vocal, but I love it. <laughs> no. 
Yeah. Definitely was. Big <laughs> beard drooling in his whiskers. And... He's probably laying down. But... When Big wasn't belly. he? Right? When, when wasn't he yeah. fucked up? Yeah. Let me really. see. He, be- he um, became a total piss artist, but he was great. All right. So, L.A. Woman, that's a good driving song. Starts yeah. off like the car, like a car taking off, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to go with my, my, okay, let me give an honorable mention. And again, Bruce Springsteen, ah. Jungle Land. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Nice long song, yeah. you know. Yep. Uh, probably the greatest sax solo in rock and roll history. Clarence shined on that, man. Yeah, he did, he man. Was, he, was, he was great to begin with, but that's, that's definitely... That's, that's his a long drive song. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But my number one is actually... It's two songs combined into one. All right. Does that give you any hints? There's a few. Okay. All right. It's two songs combined. We into are the one. champions going into it. No, no, no. It's live. If you know it, don't say it. But if it's live, right? It's probably to me the 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 best. It was it was off a live album. All right. Um. Probably the best two songs, how they blended them in, to how how this artist blended them in together, to do how and how it came out was fucking seamless. So, it's Bob Seger, off of Live Bullet, Traveling Man and Beautiful Loser. Huh. Yeah, that combination. And he starts off, he says, I'm going to do a couple of new songs. Uh, one's called, the, this one's called Traveling Man. And he doesn't say what the second song is. And he goes through Traveling Man the whole way through. And then there's like this little musical kind of interlude thing. And it goes right into Beautiful Loser. Fucking mm. seamless. Nice. And it is a great driving song. I call it one because it's all in one. It's right. all connected. You know, I got uh, that CD. I got to get it back out and listen to it. Dude, that is yeah. so fucking good. I it's I think it's better than the studio versions. Both of those songs, Traveling Man and Beautiful Loser, I think on Live Bullet is better than the studio okay. versions. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Loser is my favorite Bob Seger song, actually. So go out, yeah. go out later. Yeah. Go out to, you go in tomorrow and check out from uh, Live yeah, Bullet, recorded in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Recorded mm-hmm. in Detroit. Uh, it's an okay album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not his best album, I thought. Um, but it's an okay album. Yeah. It's an yeah. okay album. What, what year did it come out? Uh, Live Bullet came out in the eighties. Came out. Uh, that was the second. No, I think that, yeah, no, that was no, the nine tonight album. was the second live album. Nine tonight. Right? So Live Bullet was the first live album. I think it was seventy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nine tonight so came out in the eighties. He actually, I was at that show. Uh, it's half of it was recorded at the Boston Garden, and the other half really? was somewhere else. Yeah, Nine Tonight. Oh. I was at that show. Yeah. He had um he had had to cancel uh, an earlier show, so he said, you know, he came back, and it was a sold out Boston Garden, and he came on stage, and everybody, I mean, this was like the peak of Bob Seger's popularity, and everybody just went nuts, and he sang and he sang like two songs, and he he got up and he said to the crowd, he's listen, listen, I know you're all excited, but I want you all to sit down and relax because this is going to be a long fucking show. Like he was going to give it to us, and that huh. that got everybody even more excited. No one sat down. He did a two hour, two huh. hour show. You know, 
There um, is nothing better than when a show starts and maybe they do one song and then they say to you and you hope they're not bullshitting you, but I hope, you know, we're going to do like three hours tonight. That is the best feeling. That's what I had yeah. a porcupine tree when Steve Wilson said, we're going to be out here for about three hours. I'm like, yes. You know? that's, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, gentlemen, that was uh <clears throat> top 10 each or our 10 favorite 10 of our favorites of our yeah. driving songs. And like I said, uh, Whenever you get a chance, just text me your lists, and I'm going to put a Spotify playlist together cool. under cool. the Milk Crates and Turntables uh, account that I have. On. Nice. I used to do that a lot, and then I was like, I'm not good at like following up on that shit. Like, <laughs> I, I, I like doing. I'm, I'm that. I have that artist mentality. I like the process. I like doing this. I like fucking just getting into it. And but then the little work you got to do afterwards. Yeah. Like uploading this and you know yeah. downloading yeah. the audio from the video, then uploading it to Buzzer. I fucking hate that. Staff after that, he's like a personal assistant or yeah, some kind of, you know that's that's, you know, that's your that's, IT guy. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had one. All right, he's off. So he's we off. got some time to kill. Yeah, we got some time because Mark had stepped out. He has to go to the. Uh, the wee wee room because we're into uh, an hour and forty four minutes and we still have trivia, we That's still right. have top ten this week. We got this week in this day of music, and we have birthdays. Birthdays should be short though. There's only one, two, three, four, only five that I thought were of any okay. significance. We didn't have five. any last week. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> nobody was nobody significant. Was no, born. no one to give a shit about. That's Wednesday. Nobody At some point, gave a shit about. In between now and whenever, like, how many more driving songs are going to pop up? Yeah, oh, you'll, you'll hear something tomorrow. It's just that, that's good. Imagine having a car with no music. No, no, no. no. I think that was one of the greatest. I say the greatest invention ever. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Greatest invention ever was wheels on fucking suitcases, wheels on luggage. Okay, okay yeah, fucking yeah. greatest Think about invention it. ever. That's true. Think about the thing. fucking, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> you walk, you stop. You walk, you stop. Your fucking back hurt. You And you got yeah. these big square motherfucking suitcases. Yeah. Kids today don't realize. No, the, backpacks. The, I mean, we didn't have backpacks in high school. I, I If you had a book bag when I was in high school, you were a jerk. You, oh, you, you, you were, were just a loser. You were such a fucking, you were a total loser. You were a fucking loser if you had a backpack. I haven't had scoliosis because you had to carry 70,000 books <laughs> under one arm. <laughs> we had, my book yeah. bag was, I remember in fucking elementary school, all the way through, it was a rubber, literally a rubber bag because they didn't want the shit getting wet, right? With right. the screen like a, a silk screen of, you know, Winthrop Highland School, and it had a fucking string, like a rope that you just kind of tightened, yeah. you know? No, and this it's like shit, a, a sack. Yeah, it's like a sack, exactly, but the fucking, you had 10 pounds of books, and, you, and yeah. you're, you're nine years old, <laughs> and this fucking, you got to hold it in your hand, and the shit would fucking, like, leave a mark. Oh yeah! If you put it over your shoulder, the thing digs into your shoulder. And we had it rough. Stop. We had it I, rough. I had an armful of books. I'm walking down this multiple stairway in high school, and some jerk off kicked the books out from under well, my arm. Yeah, um, it was just typical stuff. You just set like, yourself up for that, though. You know, you were there, setting yourself. What up choice did you have? You, you just, I'd lose my book bag. I would have been a total loser. What? Scott and I were lamenting the fact that you know, like when I was, we were in high school, and I was in high school. If you were to had a book bag, you were a dork. And there was no backpacks back then. That was just, you know, unless you're in the friggin' Boy Scouts. So you had to carry your books like this to school back. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
I was the first generation of backpack kids, so I had a backpack. Well, fuck you then, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking loser! Yeah, really. (laughs) I had a backpack. This is the 1981 Scott saying, fucking loser! And and he called us a couple of wusses before, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the wuss now, Mark? Who's the wuss now? Oh, but I'll tell you something. How many compartments were in your backpack? Your little water bottle slots? Your juice boxes, too? (laughs) Well... I went to a Jethro Toll concert and got this Jethro Toll sticker, round sticker, and I I put it on my backpack. And I remember walking down the hall and someone said, who the fuck is Jethro Toll? And I got pushed (laughs) on the ground. I was like, oh, my God. You know, yeah, it was was bad. It was a senior. I was a freshman. My stepson, I hooked him up uh, when he was in high school, you know, because they all have to get backpacks. I got him a backpack with speakers. Cool. Wow. With speakers, he plugged his he plugged it into his iPhone, and it has a slot for the iPhone. Nice, yeah. I was like, I, if he's gonna go, I'm gonna make it at least cool. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. That yeah. is great. I love it. Yeah. How when far my son it's come? Started, when my son started kindergarten, the most thing he was excited about he goes, "I get to wear a backpack." I'm like, oh. "Yeah, you're lucky. You're lucky, kid. <laughs> you don't know how lucky you are. You're, you're five. You're lucky." All right, this is what we're going to do. It's trivia time. Five oh, questions boy. for Mark, oh, five boy. questions for Lou. Now, <clears throat> this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do this. See, I, I'm perfecting. I'm perfecting this. So, Mark, I'm going to start off with you. Okay. okay. I'm going to ask you. right here. Okay, Jack with the guitar. No, I'm not going to play. It's just my security. Mark, I'm going to ask gonna need you a it. question. Okay? okay. If you don't know the answer, you have to say, I don't know the answer. And I'm gonna. Lou will have a chance to steal it, okay? Uh, and if he gets it, he gets the point. Then I'm gonna ask Lou five questions. If he doesn't know it, you're gonna get a chance to steal it back. Okay. All right. So, and I'm gonna keep score this time. I always fucking forget. Like, <laughs> usually I'm the one that gets lost in the lists. You know, you would think the host would. I got this. Can iPad in front of me without? I get lost. I get confused easily. It's not good. <clears throat> But all right, let's start Mark off with question number one. Mark, which song by the Beatles created the rumor that Paul McCartney died? This is what kills me. I have red light fever. Paul is dead. I am not. Paul is a walrus. Paul is dead. I'd keep it to myself if Lou's uh, gonna steal I, I, the question. Lou knows it. Lou knows it. Um, Lou has a on. good poker face, though. <laughs> That's that poker face. The Jersey thing. Uh, I it, this is embarrassing because I know the song. Right. Uh, I don't know. All right, Lou for the steal. Oh, I feel bad. I feel bad stealing Strawberry Fields Forever. There you go, Lou. The point goes to Lou. <laughs> I, can't I, feel bad, I feel bad because you, you had the line from it, but you know, this, this, know. Is, this is war though, Mark. And there this are, is why there I flunked out of high school. War. I knew my shit, but I couldn't take tests. I bury Paul. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he really said there, apparently? What? Cranberry sauce. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> Give the boy cranberry juice. I, I always thought when uh, uh, that, the, 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 the Genesis song, uh, Paper Lace. Mm-hmm. Right? I thought they were saying, Paper Plates, Paper Plates. <laughs> I had this image of the, uh, the guy in, in the 60s doing the spinning plates on his fingers. Yeah. 
What about Toto? All I want to do when I get up in the morning is peel you. Banana, banana. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Yeah. All right, Mark, question number two. God, I suck. Lou jumps out to an early lead. Yeah. Um, And I tried to give you an easy one. <laughs> Scott, you tried to hand me a question I and I couldn't do it. Oh, you threw him a softball. Come on. Uh, you're right. Right. Lou's probably like, hey, you fucking ask me that question. But you got it, Lou. So there you go. Oh, All right. Question number two, Mark. Embarrassing. Yeah. Who was awarded the very first, and this is a multiple choice, who was awarded the very first gold record? Was it Perry Como? Elvis Presley, not King Cole, or the Beatles? Who was awarded the very first gold record? Perry Como, Elvis Presley, not King Cole, or the Beatles? I'm going to go with non-rock. I'm going to go with not King Cole. Lou for the steal. Perry Como. Lou steals another one. Good job. <laughs> I don't know. Jumps the out to a quick lead. I think it was Perry Como's hot diggity dog diggity down diggity do. Uh, <laughs> he's Lou, googling. Lou, Are you, you saying Lou's you're going to text me the next answer? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lou's googling. Market market phone. <laughs> I wouldn't right. even know how to Google. I'd I Google. I didn't Google that. I, I, I don't know. Is that the name of the song? I took a guess. <laughs> the reason I say that, my dad had a Perry Como uh, thing, a CD stuck in his car, and that song kept playing over and over again. I couldn't get the damn thing out. <laughs> uh, dog, Freaking dog. All right, Mark. God. Question number three. Go for it. <laughs> Which band is not which of the following which band in the following list is not from jacksonville florida is it 38 special the marshall tucker band blackfoot or leonard skinner leonard band skinner. is not from jacksonville leonard skinner oh, lou for the steal again Marshall Tucker Band. Fucking Lou did his homework. Yeah. Jesus. I told you who the brains on the show is. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Uh, we're still all friends, right. aren't we? are still friends, aren't we? <laughs> Lou's well, gonna have to, you're going to have to steal all of Lou's questions if we're going at this rate. Lou, Lou, Lou. I'm your special friend, and you can tell everybody Mark's my friend, and it makes you look good, you know. Mark is my friend, Mark but you friend. know, you know, Lou Mark. wants to throw the shout out. You know, absolutely. He Come on, man. He wants that bragging right. He wants to pitch a shout out here. All right, here we yeah. go, Mark. Okay. All right. Ow. Sorry. Hit <laughs> myself in the head. That, yeah, that guitar is really lucky. He just fucking whacked himself <laughs> with the guitar. All right, Mark. Question yeah. number four. Okay. In Go what ahead. year did Black Sabbath release Paranoid? Was it 1972, 1978, 
And can I do a riff? <laughs> I got, I'm smart. I'm smart. Nice. You got one. All right. All right. <laughs> Schmitty smart. Let's see. You can pull within one. You can pull within one. Here's your fifth question. This is an important one. The debut album of which band was entitled Lonesome Crow? Was it UFO? Scorpions? Squeeze? Or Sweet? The debut album of which band was entitled Lonesome Crow? UFO? So you get in your sneakers when you go to Phoenix, Arizona. Scorpions. There you go. He gets number two. He's back. I'm back. He's back. All right, Lou. He pulled within one. Here you go, buddy. Time to close him out. Lou, your first question is, what date or when is the day the music died. You understand that? I do. Okay. When or what date is the day the music died? Is considered the day the music died. Is is this multiple questions or do I know it? Uh, it's not multiple choice. It's Do you okay. know it? It's your question. Uh, February 3rd, 1959. Fucking Lou. He's amazing. I would have said what happened on that day. I wouldn't know the date. <laughs> He's a Buddy Holly, encyclopedia. Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper, and the pilot perished in a plane crash. Yep. And you saw pictures of the plane crash. You told yeah, me. Yeah, I, I went. I went gruesome one day. It's not too graphic, but it's yeah. It's it's sad. I, I, I'm a big Buddy Holly fan. Hello, baby. <laughs> I love that song. That was good. That was good. Yeah. I do that good. I like that he got, song. He got thrown the furthest from the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Big Bopper, Big oh Bopper man. He got yeah. bopped. How come they don't do a movie about him? Really? They, they did Buddy Holly story. They did La Bamba. Yeah. You know, maybe he had one hit. Doesn't matter. I'm sure he had an interesting yeah. life. Yeah, he, he, he was, was the fucking lazy. Big Bopper. Come he on. Was a, he was a DJ. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, they should. Lace is J.R. Richardson, I think. J.R. Richardson. Yeah, I think. Yeah, J.R. Richardson. Yeah, yeah. What were you saying, Mark? I said Chantilly Lace is the best name for a song. It is the coolest. It's a great song, man. (laughs) Chantilly Lace. Uh, Apparently, his his son had his body exhumed. There, there was a rumor that Buddy had a a, a pistol on the plane and it might have gone off, which caused the crash. So the big bopper, I believe, was exhumed and they couldn't find anything. Oh, they said he was pretty well preserved they couldn't find any evidence of this guy their, their injuries were from it was their plane crash that yeah, was it. yeah 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 and then some up, money from that estate yep, and, and then growing up as lou as you know i told you as i thought shanana wrote that song because i was five years six years old and i had a shanana album with chantilly lace oh yeah yeah they know it was a big bopper song you know it could have been bowser singing that Hey Lou, you you know you know i know i know and you know that i and you both watched the shanana show Absolutely. I watched it too. I love yeah. that fucking show, man. I love. You were it. old enough, Mark. Yep, I was you like were, six or seven. Lad. That was like a seven thirty pre prime time. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, that was great. And the fact, the Muppet, the Muppet show. The fact that they had their own show and the fact that they fucking played Woodstock is amazing. Amazing. Yeah, they played Woodstock. Yeah. 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 It was I mean, just that, that amazing. Was, that whole early seventies, that was the fifties nostalgia. You know, Happy yeah. Days, American Graffiti. But they were the Greece, only fifties yeah. band that yeah. did that. Yep. Yeah. Check one. this out. One of the original Sean and members, I forgot his name. He moved to Asheville recently. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot which one it was. Uh, anyway, 
but sure he's playing at some local cafe. <laughs> he's being treated. He's being treated very well. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so Lou got the first question. Lou, question number two. It's four to two, losing the lead. All right, Lou. What were George Harrison's names in the Traveling Wilburys? What were George Harrison's names in the Traveling Wilburys? Uh, was he lefty? No, he wasn't lefty. Wilbur. I don't, oh shit. I have to pick on something. He's got a phone up on the wall. He's no, got a phone was, up was, on was, the was he, was he lefty Wilbury? I don't know. I don't know. Nope. Schmucky. No. Nope. Do you want, now there's two names. You, you have an option to throw in. You're not going to get both. So it doesn't really matter. So you give no, me the no partial points here. Huh? Okay. Wait, who's got the option? It goes to Mark. Yeah. Okay. I'm very bad on that. George Harrison's gonna... names, plural. He had two names. He had two. Yeah, he was two Wilburys. Does that change it, Lou? Does that change anything? I'll toss it back to Lou. Give him another chance. Yeah, I, I should have been. He had two different. He right. played two different Wilburys. I should have right. put that right. Come on, Lou. Come on, Otis. do it for us. Otis Wilbury. Nope. Nope. No. All right, Mark. Over to Mark. you for the steal. This is a tough one. I'm really bad on their name. So Hank Wilbur. Nope. Um, <laughs> George I, I Harrison was <laughs> George Harrison was Nelson, Nelson. Wilbur on the first album, and he was Spike Wilbur on the second <laughs> album. Shit. Now yep. the only one I know for sure is the the non Wilbury Jim Keltner, the drummer. He was right. Buster Sideberry. <laughs> That's good. That's what good. the fuck? Uh, a little bonus question, not for any points. Who was the originator of the Traveling Wilburys? Bob Dylan. Mark? Who Jeff was the Lynn. originator of? Jeff Lynn. No. George Harrison. It was, oh. it was his idea. And he said he was, uh, Jeff Lynn was producing one of his uh, songs. And he, he said he always had this idea uh, for this this Wilbury, you know, doing this kind of tra- the traveling Wilburys kind of, you know, act. And yeah. he told Jeff Lynn, he goes, we should start a band and just kind of play this. And they came up with the name Wilbury. And so, uh, George Harrison said, you know, Bob Dylan hadn't been in really a good place in a while in music. He was kind of, uh, falling behind the scenes. You know, he wasn't really, and he said, let's get Bob Dylan. And then they get Dylan says, sure, I'll do it. And then Tom Petty came in last. They asked him, he's like, sure, I'll do it. You fucking kidding me? So, and that Roy Orbison first, Roy Orbison. And then Tom Petty came in last. Yeah. And I'm actually, even though they wanted to get Bob Dylan in, I'm shocked that Bob Dylan did that to begin with. He's not a group guy. And it's amazing. You know, I think that was the period right before he put out. Oh, mercy. We talked about yeah. his record, Oh Mercy, on um, on Music Relish. You and turned me some, on to that. He, he had some trouble. He had some albums before that. He was in a, a spot, like you said, Scott. <clears throat> so I think he was in the Wilburys right before he did Oh Mercy, which was a comeback for him. But good idea. You know? mm-hmm. The visitor. I got a cat on the show. Nice. What's go. up, Mar- That's Morrissey. <laughs> Morrissey. Not <laughs> oh, a Smith's fan, right? Yeah. Hey, Lou, yeah, right? Lou, we're cool. being upstage, Lou. That's the, the that's the new guest. Ne- never work with animals and children. Animals and children <laughs> were upstage here every time. 
This cat's tail is never down. It's constantly up. He's a happy cat. Happy cat. Got the life there, Ben. All right. So, Lou got the. Nobody got that one. No one got that one. That's uh. Moving on. Lose. What's this? Number three. Your number three question. Um, which artist recorded the hit single "Pink Cadillac" in 1988? The Pointer Sisters. What? When '88. Uh, Mark for the steal. You can pull uh, within one. Which artist recorded the hit single "Pink Cadillac"? Bruce Springsteen. Uh, nope. No, no, that wasn't that wasn't eight, was eighty-eight. That wasn't eighty-eight. Oh, it's um, it's applause rescinded. Yeah, yeah. Natalie Cole. Oh, Natalie Cole yeah. had a song. Think told Cal- me about that. Yeah, that's right. I thought one of you were going to say Aretha Franklin because she says, "and and the freeway of love." Yeah, driving yeah. out in a pink Cadillac. Yeah, a, pink Cadillac. a lot yeah. of people would say, yeah. "Oh, I would have said Aretha Franklin probably." But that's not even. The I was thinking of Fire of the Pointer Sisters did Fire. Right. By Bruce. Oh, good guesses. All right, Lou. This is it. Question number four. Mark is still. Mark's going to have to steal these two to tie. Mark's lurking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lou. What band started off as the Polka Tulk Blues Band? What? Polka band started off as the Polka Tulk Blues Band. Fleetwood Mac. Mark, this is a big one, buddy. This is going to get I, you within one. I know this has been mentioned. I read about it. I'm just going to have to take a stab in the dark. Yeah. Jethro Tull? Oh. Black Sabbath. Oh. Never would have guessed that. Black who, Sabbath. Who created one of the worst album covers in rock history with Born well, Again. That's pretty bad, <laughs> but I still, say, I still say worse than that is Paranoid. That yes. fucking album cover makes no sense. It makes no sense. You're, yeah, you, I've seen it. You, you, I think you showed it one time. Yeah, or, I, I pointed it out. Go a look at that fucking album cover. Up? The guy got a, a fucking samurai sword. He's got a helmet with the fucking visor coming yeah. out of the woods with the, <laughs> the, at night. Like what? Well, nowadays, he would be the creepy guy on social media. You would have arrested, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it looks like I'm going to throw out this last question, but Lou takes it. It's just a matter of by how much, or can Mark only lose by one? Let's see. It's a loser. Let's see. Let's see. All right. All right. Oh God! Stop, Lou, that, man. Yo. La- your last question. Question number five. Second the yet. classic 1968 recording of Inagata de Vida is how many minutes long come on man uh <laughs> surreptitiously yeah, go to my phone <laughs> stop it oh all right you know it's a long spirit. song right i do yeah i do i do is it an album is the whole album side no uh i'm gonna say it is if you pull this out of here i'll i mean come on 15 minutes and 37 seconds all right how's this how can I how can I do this? Um <laughs> Oh, don't do the cryptographic symbols. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking um I'm thinking no, but 
I'm not going to say if it's too much or too little, right? So if Mark gets closer, not saying it's too much or too little, Mark gets closer, I'll give him the point. Oh, this is Price is Right. I love it. (laughs) Kind of, but you can go over on this one. All right. You said 15 minutes and 30 37, seconds. 37, 37 seconds. 37. I'm not saying if it's higher or lower, less okay. or more, but if you come up with a number. Well, I think that mixer is worth 16 minutes and 20 seconds. See, you didn't even have to do that. If you know the price is right, all you have to do is go a penny over or a penny. Oh, over. Yeah. You're either going to get closer or you're not, right? <laughs> well, I know and with it was that longer. said, what did you say? It was 16 what? 20. 16, 20? Well, you were within a minute, so you win everything. Oh, you got it. Got- 17 minutes long. Wow. Actually, a Liverpool 17. fan who won something for once. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but you lost four to three. So that's that yeah. for that. Hey, better but, than zero not five. Bad. You know? Not bad. No, no. That was good. That was good. I like that. Yeah, I like that segment. That's good. I did good. I did. Good. I got to find some tough questions. My fucking cat wants to go out. He just came in. All right, moving on. Wrapping it up. We're hitting the lists now, guys. All right. All right. Top ten this week in 1976. Nice. Worth a glass Ooh. of wine. Ooh. There you go. Number ten this week in 1976, which is amazing. Because this song actually, first, um, all right, I'm going to ask you, She's Gone by Daryl Hall and John Oates. Mm. When was it originally released? 73. There you go. Yep. Was that their first or second album, but it wasn't a hit? Wasn't yeah, it wasn't a hit. Then they went over to RCA. Oh, so that means I, I, I beat Mark five to three, right? There you go. <laughs> he's going to take every question he can. And just... I only had a point for my like... score. <laughs> I believe that was on Abandoned Luncheonette, right, Lou? Uh, if that was, if it's not their first record or second, I'm not no, sure. Second, second. It's a great title. Yeah. Abandoned Luncheonette. All right. Number nine this week in 1976, Shake, Shake, Shake Your Booty by Casey and the Sunshine Band. Shake, Shake, Shake. They had a lot of number ones. They're still they sure touring. Did. They had a lot of top. They had a, a good a handful of top 40s, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he wrote yeah. songs for other people, too. I think... Um, What's that one song? Take me in your arms, rock me, baby. I think he wrote that. Really? Yeah. Would he? Um, by George McRae. Why are they never uh, considered for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what there are. There are no disco bands in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No respect. No respect. No, I That's still bullshit. say Chic should be in there, but they're not. Fucking well, Chic. Yeah. Chic yeah. should what, definitely be in there. Look what look what those two guys did afterwards. Yeah. Not only did they make make great disco music, but they were heavily influential producers. Oh, yeah. Nile Rogers. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, look, Casey um, the Central, like you said, same thing. How many top forty hits are there? Yeah, I mean, how they still he's still fucking touring. Yeah, well, wow, yeah. wow. He's the, still B, the Bee Gees got him because they had a, a bigger history from the sixties, but still. Yeah, yeah. All right, Car- number eight. Carly this Simon's week. in. Uh, this <laughs> week, number eight. This week in nineteen seventy six. So goes. <laughs> and I'd really love to see you tonight. Oh yeah. England Dan and John Ford. Great song. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who England Dan it was? It was the brother of. Brother yeah, uh, Seals and Seals and uh, Croft. Yeah, Jim Seals. Seals and Croft. <laughs> <laughs> it was one the guy. guys that made the fucking <laughs> HR Puffin stuff. Is that no? That's Sid and Marty <laughs> that's Croft. That's Sid and Marty yeah, yeah, Croft. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sid and Marty Crop. Those He's a two friend guys, when things are rough. Yeah. They were good. They had a lot oh. of good songs. Oh, yeah, Sid and Marty Crop. Yeah. Didn't they sing "Summer Breeze" too? Uh, they did that. Uh, that was a flip. That was the flip side of Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. On Saturday morning, while we're sitting in yeah, our pajamas watching TV that. on a shag carpet, seventy style carpet, eating popcorn at nine no, a.m. I'm sorry, no, that was my no. childhood. Me and my, my my middle brother used to me and him. He used to, we used to eat raw hamburger and watch cartoons. Wow. I did. You did that too. I need raw hamburger. My brother oh, would God. fucking have he'd make, give me a meatball. I'd have a meatball <laughs> raw, and we just oh. watch cartoons. It was like I was like seven, and he was like nine. It didn't matter. I did, did anything at that I age. Eat raw pasta too. I would yeah. actually chow down on raw pasta. <laughs> that's a, that's strange, right? That's why we're fucked up. <laughs> All right, moving I, I, on. Captain Crunch. That's it. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry, buddy. Ran his cat over. I did. I stepped on him. <laughs> Number seven this week oh, in 1976. Sorry, Morrissey. Still the one by Orleans. Mm, good song. Number six this week in 1976. She's just a devil woman. She wow. Got you on him. Cliff Who Richard. Did? Cliff Richard. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, his career goes back to the early 60s. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think he's English. He was a contemporary of the Beatles, he but he, yeah. he had a string of hits, yeah. And in oh, the eighties, he had a bunch of hits. In the eighties, yeah. he's oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, number five this week in nineteen seventy six. If you leave me now, by Chicago. Mm, wow, good song. Number four this week in nineteen seventy six. Voted one of the worst songs ever made. <laughs> Disco what? Duck, Rick Dees uh, and his cast of idiots. I can hear. Can you do the uh, voice? <laughs> Oh, oh my god <laughs> which led to the so that, was, that was number three that was, that yeah. was uh number four number four and that yeah. led to the uh album burning or whatever in chicago at the chicago yeah, he, he, yeah. he was he was the tipping point because this was literally was not, the tipping point yeah. of disco disco was not way out of hand but he, yeah. he, he he just put it beneath it six feet under it just got way out of hand and that was disco duck part one <laughs> There's two. One. Yeah, I guess there's two. Oh my God. All right. Number three this week in 1976, Low Down by Boz Skaggs. Oh, ah, Silk Degrees. Number two. And Lou, this, who played backup on that? Uh, almost all of Toto. Yeah. Look at you guys. Look at yeah. you guys. And I'm That's right. You Toto. fucking guys. That's fucking guys. <laughs> all right. Number two this week in 1976. Play that funky music by Wild Cherry. Good song. Yep, still played today. Yeah. yeah. And number one this week in 1976. If I had a drum roll button, I would hit it. There you go. A fifth of Beethoven by Walter Murphy and the Big Apple Band. Wow. Wow. I don't know that. Remember, they made all these disco songs. Uh, they yeah. did the Star Wars disco song. Yeah. You know. The Cantina theme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. there you go. That was, the that was number one. This week in 1976. Wow. Hey, you know what part of the show it is, Mark, right now? Yes. What is it? Uh, it this day in music. I'm toasting you, Scott. How about a ting? It's this ting. day in music. 
There you go. Nice. Yeah. See, now it's not exclusive to Music Relish. I'm sorry. It's just not. I feel like, a, I feel like sorry, Perry. Sorry, I feel like, I feel like Liberace here. This is bad. <laughs> All right. On this day in 1962, the Beatles' debut single, Love Me Do, was released in the UK. It spent 26 weeks on the chart, peaking at number 17. Beatles producer George Martin was has said when Love Me Do was released, it was the day the world changed. Wow. Pretty bold statement, but true. Yeah. On this day in 1965, I fucking love this. On this day in 1965, Johnny Cash was arrested crossing the Mexican border into El Paso, Texas, after <laughs> customs officials, my old job, found a hun- found hundreds of pills in his guitar <laughs> case. He received a suspended jail sentence and a one thousand dollar fine. Now, a thousand dollars in nineteen sixty-five. Yeah, that's a fuck a lot of money. Uh, that's a hundred pills. They said how many? Hundreds, hundreds of pills. And you he know like, they're like all the fucking speed. speed. He likes the speedy stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah you know they're I'm all fucking everywhere, uppers. Everywhere, man. Having yeah. everywhere. It was fucking black beauties, yellow jackets, fucking you name God. it. It was there. I'm black sure. Beauty. Yeah, I remember those. Okay, yeah. Right up there with, <laughs> with, with Quaaludes, Roar 714s. My first audition as a drummer, I, I, I did one of those. It was insane. Oh. Well, I well, couldn't, well. Sleep, couldn't slow me down. It was, I he mean, played like dry Keith mouth. Moon. I really did. We, we, we auditioned with me and my brothers. Another, we auditioned with You Really Got Me. Um, someone had a tape. It's a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> well, Lou, I heard that your band did like a uh, 20 minute version of Hot for Teacher, and it was just you doing the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm surprised no one said Panama for driving songs. Yeah. That's an honorable mention. Oh, there's a ton of Van Halen yeah, songs. I think is, that's, yeah. that song's a shitty recording, I think. Mm. It's not oh, as good. I think it's yeah. It's kind of an overrated song. I think it's not a bad. It's not a bad song. It's just record. His drums sound like shit on that song. Yeah, yeah. Fifty one fifty summer nights. Uh, dreams. All those songs are great. Dreams. Songs. That's a driving yeah. song. There you go. We'll get higher. All right. This day in nineteen sixty six, having moved to and living in London, England, Jimi Hendrix, Mitch Mitchell, and Noel Redding played together for the first time. As experience, the Jimi Hendrix experience. Yeah, I gave that to you, Lou. I knew it that you knew it. Lou's just adding on. That's seven, <laughs> seven to three. Uh, seven or eight. <laughs> okay, eight, eight to three. It's like that. So sports games when the team is trashing the other team, and you go, "Are they going to stop scoring?" They don't stop scoring. Yeah, yeah. Is, is there is there a uh, is there a mercy rule in this game? <laughs> mercy rule. Um. All right, on this day in 1970, Led Zeppelin III, i.e. the pinball machine behind me, was released in the U.K. on Atlantic Records. The album peaked at number one on both the U.K. and U.S. charts. It has now been certified six times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America for U.S. sales in excess of six million copies. Three albums by 1970. It's amazing. Fucking machines. There were machines back then. On this day in 1973, Elton John released his seventh studio album. He's going to get it. Seventh studio album? What year? 73. Uh, Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. There you go. Mark gets another point. He's, he's coming back. Album. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. But, <laughs> like, ah, keep, keep going. Keep going. Give it to him. I'll give him the next seven. I, got a I just took some speed, Lou. I took some speed. <laughs> I took some speed. I'm, 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 really I'm all... 
I'm all hopped up. Remember they used to say that? I'm all hopped up. I'm all hopped up. Scott, what was your favorite Elton John song? Because that was where we got cut off that one time. When my Someone computer... saved my life tonight. Okay. Oh, great song. I fucking love that song. That's a great song. Mine was yeah. Funeral for a Friend. Hmm. Good song also. That, that's my name. Like I said, we couldn't go wrong with any of those songs. No, fuck no. That was the show that Mark was a Mark was a little wussy and he he was wasn't feeling well. I was on Nyquil. That could have been on, but that would have been a better show. I had that book, my hair sticking up and everything, you know. I thought that was my computer shit his pants. That that yeah, that was a whole fucking that was a disaster. That was a debacle. It was a technical disaster. Um. Anyway, all right. Moving on. Uh, on 1973, Elton John released his seventh studio album, Goodbye Yellow, Seven Goodbye, albums. Yellow Brick Road. Seven Under- albums by 1973. Holy uh, yeah. shit. And he started off as the Elton John Band, right? Mm. Under the working titles of Vodka and Tonics and Silent Movies, Talking Pictures. Bernie Toppin wrote the lyrics to the album in two and a half weeks. Wow. And Elton John and John composing most of the music in three days while staying at the Pink Flamingo Hotel in Kingston, Jamaica. Wow. Three days. Yeah. It's fucking, okay. You know, wow. he was fucking on. He was taking yeah, that come speed. Come on. He was taking he was, that speed. He was hanging out with Johnny Cash at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me that guitar case, yeah. Uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road has now sold over 30 million copies worldwide and is his best-selling studio album because it's his best album. Yes. It's definitely his yeah. best album. Yeah, it is. On this day in 1974, Mike Oldfield's Tube of Their Bells went to number one for the first time in the UK album charts 15 months after being released. That's because of The Exorcist. Yeah. Mm. It went on to sell over 10 million copies worldwide, and I have or I had the picture disc. Wow. Picture disc. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I have have the album. Yeah. Yeah. I used to like picture discs. Me too. I still do. I still do like them. I got one like of uh, the Deftones. <laughs> I got one of Joe Strummer. Uh, yeah, I got a, I got a little collection. Do you remember when they would put out shaped picture discs? Like it wouldn't yeah. be round; it would be shaped. Like I have an Iron Maiden piece of mind. And it's in the shape of the brain. Yeah, you so can't cool. find yeah. that shit, buddy. No, that, no. That's you know, it's it's not bringing you in you know ten thousand dollars, but no. probably get you five hundred. You know, really? Hmm. I think albums like that, people want that shit. Like Lou, to, uh, Lou's already fucking eyeing your guitar and your amp. He wants I, that. I shit. want that Sears. I want that Sears guitar, man. I want that fucking. No, man. you guys awesome. want this Black Sabbath album cover. <laughs> the worst album cover. Yeah. you mean? <laughs> I give you five dollars. <laughs> On this day in 1974, the late great and beautiful and stunning and amazing. I'm throwing these in and always nice. Never had a fucking any. Any uh, uh, bad shit happened around her, the, the late great Olivia Newton-John started a two-week run, two week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with I Honestly Love You, the singer's mm. first of five U.S. chart, to- chart topics. Yeah, she never had any controversy. She never yeah. had any fucking issues. She was always just a nice Aussie girl. Mm. Yep. You know? And no drama. Yeah. Easy to look at. Yeah. yeah. You know, okay. Have and this—have you never been mellow? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Uh, it was busy this day in 1974. Uh, this day in 1974 again, the Beach Boys went to number one on the U.S. album chart with 
Uh, endless summer. Endless summer. The that's nine. That's nine to March. What is it? Two. Get <laughs> this. Ah, whatever. Come on. Come just, on. Wow. Just I'm just gonna leave this up for the rest of the show. Mark you know? gives him the finger. Mark, Mark I can't hear. Could you turn it up a little bit? Yeah. Now Lou gives Mark the finger. Want me to tear the jersey back. off and like doing the play by play? Mark's ripping his jersey off. And Lou's, oh, Lou's nah. throwing the headphones down. Lou's nah. standing up. He put the Dukes up. Mark's got his Dukes up. They're punching the cameras, people. They're punching the cameras. I had to it's buy this jersey from England. I'm not studio. ripping it off. It cost too it's much. chaos. Like the Rock'em Sock'em robots. Uh, Mark hits him with the left. Lou hits him with the right. Mark knocks his block off. <laughs> Okay. Ow, oh, yeah. shoulder. Oh, fuck. yeah. And Mark just threw out his shoulder, throwing a rock and soccer punch. That's I'm fat. So, hey, Lou, he's you know where that injury comes from? From carrying that fucking backpack all those years. <laughs> I still That's do. I take a backpack to work every day. There you go. With my yeah. ditties in it. All my ditties. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. On this day in 1975, Stevie Wonder appeared at the Wonder Dream concert in Kingston, Jamaica. A Jamaican Institute for the Blind uh, for the Blind Benefit concert. It was a Jamaican Institute for the Blind Benefit concert, hmm. along with Bob Marley, Peter Tosh, and Bunny Whaler, hmm. the three original Whalers, performing together for the last time. Wow. The last time they ever played together. Very cool. On this day in 1980, UK Music Weekly, the NME, had Joy Division's. She's lost control as a as the single of the week. Hmm. The song is about a girl who singer Ian Curtis. Ian Curtis worked with at a disability center. One day she didn't come to the center, and Ian later learned that she died from an epileptic seizure. Hmm. So that was a tribute to her. On this day in 1987, former Smiths guitarist Johnny Fucking Marr. <laughs> began rehearsals with the Pretenders in preparation for the band supporting U2 on their North American tour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember he played with them for a little bit. Uh, on this day in 1989, Motley Crue played a warm-up show for their forthcoming Dr. Feelgood tour at the Whiskey A Go-Go in West Hollywood, California, under the pseudonym The Foreskins. <laughs> that was Tommy Lee's idea. Yeah. The show was also used for the filming of their next video, Kickstart My Heart. It's a good album, yeah. actually. Yeah, it is. Dr. Feelgood, my favorite crew song. Me too. By far. That's a driving yeah. song. Yeah, it is. That's a yeah, fucking driving song. I'm kicking one of my songs out and I'm putting that in. That's about a girl, driving girls, song. girls, 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 a driving song. Looks, yeah. looks a kill, too. Um, I just yeah, think that, yeah, that yeah, bass, but that bass. Uh, at the beginning of Dr. Fieldgood's oh, just yeah. comes in Tommy Lee's is killing it. Yeah. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. It's heavy. Yep. All right. On this day in 1991, Guns and Rodas. Guns and Rodas. What the fuck? I'm not the one who's drinking. Guns and Guns and Rutabagas. I'm sorry. I got to mute. I got to mute. <laughs> a two-week run at number one on the U.S. album chart with "Who Gives a Fuck." <laughs> use, use your illusion too. I'd rather see a rutabaga. <laughs> I'd rather listen to a rutabaga than that fucking album. You're gonna get sued by Axel. Be careful. I don't fuck. I'll kick his ass. <laughs> It'd be hard. I kick his ass. 
Absolutely. <laughs> so my last name is McLean, right? So I, you know, I'm in uniform and I'm working customs and sometimes I work the internet, you know, the international flights when I was doing, and you get the people and they can, they say, Oh, any relation to John McLean? Oh, they all think they're the, and I say, you know what the difference between me and Bruce Willis is? And they're like, what? And I said, I'd kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> they they just would just nod and move on. <laughs> move on. Ends, that, ends that conversation. That's the difference between me and him. <laughs> on this day in 1992, it was a sad day. American singer Eddie Kendricks of The Temptations died at age 52 of lung cancer, one year after having one lung removed. Oof. He was the lead voice on. The way you do the things you do, get ready, and just just my imagination. As a solo artist, Kendricks recorded several hits on his own during the 70s, including the U.S. number one single, Keep On Trucking." Keep on trucking, yeah. Yeah. Keep on. Eddie, Eddie wow. Kendricks. On this day in 2000, UK TV show Top of the Pops issued a Top 40 chart based on singles that had spent the longest time on the UK chart. Number three was My Way by Frank Sinatra. Number two was She Loves You by the Beatles. What do you think? Okay, Mark, I'll give you nine points if you get this one. What was the number one? A nine point, this is a nine point swing, Mark. What was the number one song issued on the top of the pops? It spent the longest time. Which song spent the longest time on the UK chart at number one? In UK year? chart? UK chart. On the UK chart. In what year? In, well, 2000, they gave out the list, but the song, oh, it, all right, it was in the 80s. Uh, now you just, now it's down to seven points. <laughs> oh, Lou knows. I think I might know. Lou knows. I think I might know. And number one for the longest time, UK Wonderwall. Huh? Wonderwall. No, that was the nineties. Oh fuck! Damn! <laughs> Come oh, on, Luke, I kill am... him now, kill him. It's going to be Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney, Mull of Kintyre. That's Jesus 70. Christ! No, no. <laughs> you serious about that? Was... Oh, Lou, we suck. Well, that song was a number one thing all over the UK and Europe for I wow, okay. All right, well. Is it a UK? The song, song that spent the longest I was amount of time. I had that. The, the 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 song that spent the longest time on the UK chart at number I mean, like, one. Like, like it ever? It ever of well, all it time? stayed the longest on the US on the UK charts. So it, yeah. it charted for however many weeks. The number one, Relax by Frankie Goes to Hall. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was a monster. That, was a that song mon- was yeah. a fucking monster. Yep. Great video. Have the t-shirt. Frankie uh, Say yeah, Relax. Yeah, I had yeah. one. That had a sick backing track. It was almost like it was a precursor to Nine Inch Nails. That was a seriously evil sounding backing track yep. to that song. Yeah. Yep. And that was on what? Welcome to the Pleasure Dome? Yeah. That's kind a great a album. Mad Max connection there, you know? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good album. Yeah. They do a good version of Born to Run on that album, actually. Really? Yeah. Wow. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. Yeah. Listen, uh, backtrack one thing. You talked yeah. about Stevie Wonder, and I just got to give a shout out because you're never going to probably talk to Tom again. He's disappeared. He's become Colonel Kirk's number two. <laughs> <laughs> I was but I got to give Tom his talk. Or Perry. 
I got to give Thomas props. When he left CPI and we had this professional rivalry, like, I'm going to master this. I'm going to master that. So I thought I beat him. I did Luther Campbell. Oh, I worked with Luther Campbell. And he sent me a joint in FedEx. Oh, yeah, I'm great. Well, Tom mastered the Jungle Fever soundtrack for Stevie Wonder, and he had Stevie Wonder in the studio with him. Oh, you told me. And he was living in Jersey at the time. Stevie gave him a, a limo ride home. Tom Tom killed me, but Tom has worked with Steve Wonder, true gentleman. There so. you go. There you go. Tom's going to kill me now for saying that. So that's all right. He's he's not listening. Tom. Well, you know what? You know what? When they when they put the album out, they misspelled his name. I heard Stallone. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> yeah. But all right, to Tom. Birthdays today, born on this day in 1942. Richard Street, uh, American singer. With the Temptations, mm-hmm. uh, I can go into uh, the 1971 U.S. number one, U.K. number eight single, "Just My Imagination," and reissued "My Girl," which was a U.K. number two hit in the 1992. Uh, unfortunately, he died on February 27th, 2013, after a short illness. Mm-hmm. Born on this day in 1943, owner of one of the worst videos ever, Steve Miller. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. <laughs> say Billy Squire. <laughs> no, no. Abracadabra is a fucking horrible video. The song ain't even that good either. Born in this day in 1947, Brian Johnson. Singer. Who was he a singer with before? Jordy. There you go. Fucking That's 10. 15, 15 to 3. There we go. <laughs> like 15 to 3. Marker, you could be with that 9 point. Nice one. Question you didn't get. Mark tried to do Brian Johnson. He sounded like the Gollum. What the fuck was that? Rolling Thunder! Hurricane! And lastly, born on this day in 1950, Eddie Clark, British guitarist who was a member of heavy metal bands Fastway and Motorhead. Motorhead. He was part of Motorhead's classic lineup, which consisted of Lemmy himself and Phil Filthy Animal Taylor. He was the last surviving member. Yeah. Clark died on 10 January 2018 in hospital where he was being treated for pneumonia. He was 67 years old. Oh, there's one more. Bob Geldof, too. Fuck Bob. <laughs> now, Fast Eddie Clark, underappreciated. Fastway was a great yeah. band. Yeah. And that Motorhead stuff he did with him, I loved, I loved uh, Fast Eddie Clark. And that's it, gentlemen. I predicted it. Two hours and 33 minutes. Wow. Wow. And Mark actually... Got up and went to the bathroom. That's a good one. And I just started. No. There you go. There you go. Well, I want to thank everyone for watching, everyone for listening. Uh, if you like this podcast, share it. Leave a comment in whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Uh, tell a friend. If you don't like it, thanks for listening this much. Because this was, if you got to this point and you didn't like it, then you're stupid. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. If you stuck it over two and a half hours and said, I don't fucking like that. I don't know what to tell you. From You're an excellent masochist. I don't know what to say. It's like going to a Grateful Dead concert and saying yeah. in the encore, I didn't like it. <laughs> and uh, that's it. Like I always say, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. You are the engine that makes this machine run. Without you, it would be me talking to Mark and Lou about music. And well, we would do that anyway. So we just invited you in. With a lot and more cursing. To quote my favorite artist, Morrissey, doing the show for you. The pleasure, the privilege is mine. And we'll be back next week. Thanks Good for night, having everybody. us. everybody.